the creators of this are very upset that you immediately pivoted to Taylor Swift as a parallel. Open your mouth, prepare your tongue, because you're about to get a taste. I cannot believe we've gone 12 episodes without me being able to talk about Final Fantasy. Well, I know the doll is bad, so I gotta think the dusty balloon is less bad. I mean, if all life everywhere ends, what have I yes. lost? <laughs> Facial hair as a theme is not something I ever would have chosen. So Yeah, that's the one that Rock is just sweaty the whole time. Yeah. He's got that good, good pointy Jafar beard. <laughs> I've got three pages of AMA citations. This is the Debate This Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Debate This, the show where no one is right, but someone is definitely wrong. In this podcast, we take time out of our busy adult lives to talk about comics, video games, and how the battle music from Fire Emblem Three Houses has become my baby shark. I can't relate to you because I've not experienced it, but sure. Why is it my baby <laughs> shark, you ask? Uh... Well, because every time I get fussy and upset at work, I just switch on that that 100% banger and my anxiety melts away. Good. That's all that really Baby Shark is, right? I have a lot of concerns with the things that you just said, <laughs> <laughs> and I will leave them all for another time. The words you strung together and the order in which you did. That's a great segue, because that's going to be the theme for, for today, boys. Concerns for the things you've said? Yeah. Oh, did, did the did the boys the boys upstairs they call us for their help again or <laughs> <laughs> the execs the yeah. execs have spoken no a, a different execs a different set of execs has spoken uh, these particular execs uh, serve on a shadow council and may or may not just be uh, voice track because guys the dead sea so- the dead sea scrolls have spoken and it's finally time for us to talk about what is arguably one of the most successful and influential animes of all time that's Dragon the- Ball Z. Not Dragon Ball Z. Ooh, full Naruto. Metal Alchemist. <laughs> those are all the animes I know. <laughs> you all. Those are, those, are all, those are all animes. No, all of those animes happened after and were influenced by... Astro Boy. <laughs> also Astro Boy. <laughs> Good job, Kyle. No, we're going to talk about Neon Genesis Evangelion. Um, it's something that Bless I've you. referenced a lot. On, <laughs> it's something I reference a lot on the show. I love it, uh, and I, I decided to do a second rewatch. It's now available on Netflix, which is actually a big deal because this this show originally came out in '95, and it is it was a, originally considered a cult classic, but now it's it's kind of become one of the most notorious. Like people that know anime know you know Genesis Evangelion, um, and it was a big deal for a long time because when it came out, it was only 26 episodes. It it came and went in a, in the span of a year, and it it was immediately very hard to find. They printed it on VHS. They printed it on DVDs. They they basically did like I think like one or two prints, and that was it. And you know, if you a year ago even if you tried to buy DVDs of of Ava online, you're probably going to spend uh, a, a lot of money. Um, it was it became like quite the collector's edition, and it was one of those shows kind of like kind of like Taylor Swift albums where you just couldn't you couldn't stream that bad boy. You couldn't stream it anywhere, <laughs> and. Uh, I guess I could have used the. I guess I could have used Tool or, or Tool as yeah. a better example, but the creators of this are very upset that you immediately pivoted to Taylor Swift as the parallel. That's fine. Um, both 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 are things. If my heart could write songs, um, <laughs> <laughs> if I knew more about Leon Bridges, Evangeline yeah. Lilly, I'd make a scathing <laughs> comparison between the two. But 
Here we yeah. are, me knowing nothing about what we're about to talk about. Yeah. So, so it's a big deal now because it's, it's streaming on Netflix for the first time. And uh, Netflix actually redubbed everything. So there's brand new voice, ca- voice acting, um, which is really good. We'll talk about it. But you can go on right, da- any, right now, anybody with a Netflix account, you can go and watch the entire episode, or entire, Jesus, the entire series. And then there's a, there's a couple um, like redos. There's a, well, well, we'll get into it. There's a couple like after movies that kind of follow along. So what is, what is Evangelion? That's, it's known as Evangelion for short, or Neon Genesis Evangelion. Are we just jumping right in? You're not even going to say who we are? You're just so into this flavored text that you are, you are all in. I was going to introduce you. I was going to introduce you. He's going to give no, us I'm some not. names that don't mean anything to us right now, but will mean yeah, exactly. something to us in like an hour. <laughs> Neon Genesis Evangelion, it's a coming-of-age tale of giant robots fighting angelic monsters, megalomaniacs trying to, for- to force human evolution, and the deep-seated fears and insecurities that we all ignore in order to go on living just one more day. Sounds about sounds like life in 2019, America. Yeah, it sure is, Kyle. It's 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 eerily relevant here in 2019. So, uh, in order to help me unpack all of this repressed trauma, I've brought in three of my closest friends, whose minds, of as you can tell, have yet to be tainted by human instrumentality. Uh, these are all very real terms. Um, we've got today. We've got uh, Todd Ramil Thomas. Matt Matarail Cole and Kyle Zarul Harper. That is not how I would have pronounced any three of those names. <laughs> Defo butchered all three of those, but we're just going to move on because we got a lot to cover. You can't prove so, to me that those aren't Pokemon names, especially Kyle's. Continue. <laughs> it's time to ready your entry plugs and activate those AT fields, boys, because it's time to dig in. Every time you do a flavor text, I hate it. Every time you pick a topic, I hate it. Oh, you mean one of two? Yes, Great. exactly. One of two. And, and that's enough to be every time. Well, you hate everything that I love, so that's fair. <laughs> um, so before we get into the plot, um, I want to touch a little bit about its, inc- its creation. I think it's important um, to understand you know, the, the director, kind of like what was the, the real world situation. And then a little bit, you know, Evangelion over in Japan has a lot of similarities to the cultural significance of like a Star Wars to us. Um, this is something that, you know, it basically transformed anime. It turned anime in Japan from a Saturday morning cartoon into the, the medium that it is today. And you guys, you guys were joking, but the things, you know, Full Metal Alchemist and Cowboy Bebop and, and a lot of, you know, a lot of the, the modern ones, even Naruto to some extent, even a lot of the modern anime, I mean, people, many people believe never would have happened, never would have been possible if it wasn't for Evangelion. I, I'm looking through the pictures you sent us, and I'm seeing a lot of um, what little I know about Attack on Titan. Yeah, yeah. Attack yeah. on Titan ha- draws a lot of yeah. similarities. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one picture in there in particular um, that you can definitely see its roots. So let's talk about its uh, its auteur director Hideki Anno. Um, Hideki Anno was born in 1960 and grew up during Japan's technological boom uh, in the 70s, late mid to late 70s. And very similar to what was going on in the U.S., you've got a generation, this is the latchkey generation, Generation X, the first to really be shaped and influenced by pop culture. And you've got, you know, just like in the U.S., these kids grew up with TV, they grew up with, with all, of these, all of these things that later shaped their lives and, and have now become pieces of nostalgia. Um, he, you know, grew up watching cartoons and, and wanted to be an animator. And he eventually got a job working under Hayao Miyazaki, who you probably know as the, you know, the legendary director uh, behind Studio Ghibli. You've got you know, Castle in the Sky, Spirited Away. 
Um, a lot of a lot of big classics there. I mean, that this is this is you know Walt Disney in Japan. Um, so this was this was a, a dream come true. And uh, there's there's a lot of background that we can get into with Ano. I'm I'm gonna cover just high levels here, but you know there's there was a lot of he started he got basically got his dream job right out of school and was immediately over it. You know he was not doing the things that he thought he would be doing. Um, he was really turned off by the industry. It was, you know, very much like a Disney situation. It was very corporate. It was very, um, very, you know, paying lip service. And and he was he was kind of over it. So he left uh, a few years later and founded the animation studio Gynax, and uh, had taken a bunch of one-off jobs. And basically, him and his small, you know, skeleton crew were doing um, artistry work here, outline work there. You know, just kind of one-off jobs, basically working with other with other. Uh, pieces um so he contributed to a lot of different productions what was going on at the time now you're looking around the mid 80s in the animation world and again very much like in the u.s in the u.s you had gi joe transformers in japan you had astro boy you had gundam wing um there was the early the very first stages of dragon ball and a little bit into dragon ball z um robotech you know all those all those shows like do you guys know those shows very well other than names enough 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 except robotech i've never heard of robotech yeah that's a little that's a little less known one um gundam wing and robotech are big 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 robots battling big monsters you know and it was always kind of like power rangers you know Mm -hmm. it was always like the plucky teen um being put in a situation to fight off these big monsters and to save the day with a robot and it was basically saturday morning cartoons right it was it was pretty family friendly you know really just driving toy sales like that's all it was it was it was shit to put on a screen to sell toys to kids which no different than transformers right right Mm -hmm. yep so um ano and and his team you know kind of had this cynical approach to it and again i won't go into the details about all this but um he you know resented that culture and he kind of resented he you know like an auteur he he wanted his work to say something he didn't want it to just sell toys so he kind of he basically decided, you know, we're going to create something that's darker, that's more cynical. And uh, and you can definitely tell, especially in the first half of Evangelion, there's a lot of roots of that that kind of cynical outlook. Um, Evangelion is, you know, if I were to define for you for 20 seconds what Neon Genesis Evangelion is, it's a plucky teen is thrown into this unlikely situation where he has to save Tokyo from a bunch of monsters with a giant robot right and that's what it is on the surface but that is definitely not what it is it is very much a a almost a parody like a not a not comedic parody of that trope and as the show continues it it takes a lot of those old tropey ideas and tries to turn them on its head since evangelion came out um ano also has been and was very vocal about his dealing with clinical depression um, that's a central theme. So this this show gets very heady. And I think um, when I watched this, so I watched this originally when I was 16, 17. I definitely didn't get it. I, I got some. I didn't get it all. Um, I definitely have a new appreciation. And some of the ways that he shows, that he illustrates repressed trauma and depression is really interesting. I think it's it's definitely been done better since that time. But again, this was... You know, but for 20, 1995. 25 yeah. years ago. 
but for 1995 it was it was pretty pretty fucking landmark and and still some of the stuff that they did was is really interesting today yeah so that's what you see in a lot of the characters in evangelion they all have these deep-seated they all have these fears and insecurities and traumas and things that they're dealing with and that is you know the conflict in the show goes from fighting the monster but it it really is fighting the monster within and i know that sounds really corny but that's <laughs> that's what it is and uh there's some really interesting ways that they they play with that um yes and and, and again evangelion was an incredibly influential work um it's when it released it like i said it was only 26 episodes when it released it just kind of came and went um there it had its following but it really wasn't you know similar to like you know like an office space or a lot of the things that are you know we consider cult classics people came back and it it kind of got this notoriousness this almost star wars like nor excuse me notoriety in japan um, anywhere you go, like I see pictures all the time and I'm going to go when I go to Tokyo next year, I'm looking, going to look out for it. But like, you'll see diners, they'll just have Ava toys, right? And hmm. just mm-hmm. posters everywhere. And again, this is a show that hasn't been on TV for 25 years, 23 years. Um, so it's, it's kind of funny just how pervasive this thing has been. And it, it, it's not something that's come back. It's, they have, they have re-released, uh, they've done a director's cut and they are now working on a kind of a redo like an hd remaster more or less um which we'll we'll talk about that we probably won't get to that anytime soon but um just know i mean it, it's it's it was this thing is huge everybody in japan knows what this is was this ever on like toonami or did this air anywhere in the states or was the only way you could see it if you bought the dvds or like pirate yeah somewhere? i don't know if it was ever on toonami i remember watching it on comcast on demand weirdly enough okay comcast on demand like when i was growing up just had like a crap ton of anime in his stream Mm -hmm. um and and you it was definitely accessible like i like all my friends my my nerdy anime friends had vhs's of it um so it was accessible but i don't think it was actually on toonami because cowboy bebop was and that's why like everyone's seen cowboy Bebop. sure right um so what what makes this why i say this is so influential this was the really the first time that you saw these really complex and adult themes in an, in an animation, you know, again, it was, it was, it was just selling toys, right? It was, it was bad guys go come and attack and good guys have to fight them to go away. But, but now you're, you're seeing these, not only is it just incredibly gruesome and violent images, but also very complex ideas and dealing with, you know, depression and repressed memories and, you know, sexual abuse and, uh, you're just abandonment issues, right? Like, like th- very human emotions, very complicated emotions. Um, this is stuff that wasn't being addressed in, in animation. And this was a major turning point. And then the reason why you can have a show like Cowboy Bebop, which is, you know, very, very mature, um, shows like um, Trigun that came after that, uh, Death Note, Attack on Titan, you know, these, all these shows that are, that are very a- adult-oriented, these all are all possible because of Evangelion. Nice. Cool. So uh, let's get into. Well, I'll kind of cover the like the overall setting, some of the main characters, and then we'll jump into the episodes. And my thought is, I want to get through kind of the overarching story. It's very simple in the first half, and then it gets very complicated <laughs> on the back half. <laughs> oh um, boy! I should say this. Oh boy! Oh boy! Buckle in. Um, I should say this for anybody listening who is interested in watching the show. I would say stay with us. Um, there are going to be spoilers, but I actually think this show is better 
uh, consumed after a multiple after a couple viewings. I think it might be helpful to to get the concept and then watch it. Um, maybe after a certain point, like once we hit like maybe episode fourteen, I'll do another like a legit spoiler warning. But stick with us. Um, and even so, if you want to listen to the whole thing, I absolutely recommend fl- flipping it on Netflix and giving it giving a shot. Uh, it's like I said earlier. Um, they once they re re release it on Netflix. Um, they redub the whole thing, so the the English dub is brand new, and it is very good. Um, arguably much better than the original, and I watched the original. Um, it's it's very well done. Some of those voice actors have have been in, you know, you've got uh, people that have done other major games like Persona, I believe. Uh, you've got people from other uh, major animes, um, like present-day animes. So, yeah, definitely give it a shot. Do you know um, how the fan community has reacted to these, like, as the reception generally positive are there yeah well fan communities to any of this stuff is never positive but um, (laughs) i would say from what i see it's not negative which means that it's that which is the best that you can get yeah generally tolerant yeah tolerant andrew would you so you said they they like re-release it like redubbed it so would you say that you are you are dubs, not subs. Dubs, not subs. I I go both. I, I you go really both ways question. for dubs and subs. I go both ways. I like a good dub. You, you I mean, dubs it, and subs whore you. <laughs> I will I will go dub if the dub is good. Mm. Like I think the my hero academia dub is really good. Um, this dub is really good. Some dubs are not good, and and a lot of the dubs from the '90s and early 2000s were done really cheaply. And mm-hmm. that is why the whole subs versus dubs thing came out because it was like, well, this, the acting and the subs are better. But to me, like, it's always going to detract me if I have to read. Yeah, mm. um, I'll do it. I don't I'll watch do it, things to read words. I, I don't watch that. things to read words. No. And for especially for something like this where it's incredibly complicated, like that's that's really going to detract. Um, so I would say definitely dubs for this one. Good question. Even though that was a piece of shit joke. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's that's where Todd's. Todd lies. Well, like yeah. like most things I've done in this podcast, I was trying to not think about it, and then it ended up pretty all right. So here yeah, we are. For sure. All right, let's jump in. So uh, Evangelion takes place in the distant year AD 2015. Wow. Uh, much, like, much like Back uh-huh. to the Future, when, when anything past the year 2000 was distant and mm-hmm. scary. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, the world is still reeling from the effects of the second impact. This is a cataclysmic disaster that wiped out uh, roughly half of the human race. Um, Basically, a meteor came and impacted, uh, blew up Antarctica and melted the polar ice caps, changed the climate. The entire South Pole has been leveled. Uh, It is just just an ocean. Um, Coastal cities were submerged. The planet's climate was forever altered. Um, Temperatures everywhere rose. So so the cities that weren't completely submerged are now covered in, in effectively an endless summer. Wow. So it's basically what our planet's going to look like in 30 years. I was going to say, yeah. that's not relevant at all. Um, yeah. So was it really a meteorite, Andrew? Or was it one of these horrible things we're going to learn about as the show progresses? We're going to get into it. Oh, good. <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop trying to ruin things. Let's talk about so our main characters. So we've got our primary, our main protagonist is Shinji Ikari. Uh, our, he, is the, he is our plucky teenager. Um, a little a little shy he's kind of your he starts to be your your harry potter your 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 eyes into this crazy world but shinji develops his own personality and and uh he's he's interesting he's an interesting character um he is introduced as the well, he's the first person you see and we watch him 
as the throughout the first episode, uh, he becomes the pilot of Ava Unit One, um, which we'll talk about. So he we see this whole world through Shinji's eyes, and we watch Shinji uh, meet all of the the crazy um, citizens or the uh, the crazy employees of of Nerve, and uh, he's he learns how to uh, pilot this Ava as we as we watch everything unfold. Um, the Avas are piloted specifically by children. There is a reason why we'll get there. So in addition to Shinji, we've got... they're cheaper uh, to pay than adults. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say plot, but that's also a yeah, good answer. Because plot. We've got Rei Ayanami and Asuka Soryu. Um, Rei Ayanami is uh, our mysterious, enigmatic pilot of Ava Unit Zero. Uh, Ava Unit Zero is, is the prototype unit. She is introduced to us as the first child. So she was the first one brought on to pilot these, these giant robots. And then we've got Asuka Soryu, who uh, comes in later. She comes in episode seven. Um, Asuka is, excuse me, Asuka is the pilot of Ava Unit Two. Um, she's brought from the. She comes in from the Germany branch, and she is introduced as the second child. And Shinji is introduced as the third child. So when Shinji joins, he is the third of these three Ava pilots, and they act as the primary protagonist, albeit although Shinji is our main protagonist. We've got, so Shinji and the first episode is called to Tokyo 3, which is the kind of like, it's your Neo Tokyo. Three, three fast, three furious. Three fast, three <laughs> furious. So there's, there's a plot reason for this. The idea is Tokyo was uh, completely destroyed in the, in the second impact. Um, so they basically had to like pick up and move away from the coast. Why don't like, we take this Tokyo and push yeah. it over there? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna build this new Tokyo with with blackjack and hookers. Yeah. Um, so they they built Tokyo two as like new Tokyo. Tokyo three is actually was actually built as a uh, a fortified city. So we'll talk about it. But there's it basically lives underground. It's actually mm-hmm. kind of cool. So there's this whole bu- this whole city that's built on rails. And basically, like, it's like, hey, Godzilla is attacking. What if we just, like, retracted all of the buildings so that Godzilla can't destroy the buildings? Because in this world, a monster attacks every week. So we need to be able to, you know. <laughs> so we, we have plans for that. Yes, we, we built it into that. our so, infrastructure. So every time a giant monster attacks and they have to fight off with robots, they retract the entire city underground. Hmm. That is maybe one of the best monster defense things I've ever heard. As opposed it's to, cool, right? let's build a wall or let's build some giant fucking robots. How about let's build a bunker and go to that bunker yeah. until all the shit blows over? Yeah, so... And like, also it, build giant robots. And also build yeah. giant robots. <laughs> so your, your average citizen of Tokyo 3 spends four days out of their week in class or at work, and then their fifth day in an evacuation bunker. <laughs> Good. It's, it's like, yep. Oh. Fuck, it's Thursday again. All right, here we go. <laughs> is it time for the monster attack already? All so right. soon. Oh, man. There is a really apocalyptic version of Ohio where when the sirens go off at noon on Wednesdays for tornado drills, we all do something. And that is yeah. how this world sounds to me. It's like, oh, it's <laughs> noon on Wednesday. Time to get in the dirt. <laughs> it isn't dissimilar from that. Yeah. Um, so, that, so now we're introduced to the organization NERV. And this is a weird, okay, this is where I'm going to get, the original translation, the original dub says nerve, like like the word nerve. The new dub, they say nerve. <laughs> no, no, they don't. I hate it. No. I don't. That's the one thing I don't love. Um, they, they say nerve, and it's just, ew, it's like, it's a little grating. It's like um, the so Airbender movie nerve. calling yes. him wrong. Yeah. Like, just wrong yes. enough. Yeah, it's just like, oh, okay, close, but not quite. 
Um, so I'm just going to say Nerve, um, N-E-R-V. So the, the organization Nerve is your kind of crazy militaristic private organization uh, designed to fight off these, these monsters. So Shinji is immediately thrown into this, this chaos. Uh, we, we come, you know, uh, opening exterior, uh, we hear a bunch of cicadas. That, that was an, there's an interesting uh, tool that they use is you always hear cicadas, like the noise of cicadas is, is constantly prevalent because the, the shows are reminding you that it is a balmy, it is always balmy summer. Like it wow. is always 95 degrees Fahrenheit. Ugh, interesting. That's very hot and awful. Yeah, which again, something I didn't get in the first when I originally watched it as a kid, but like now I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Like you always hear cicadas and it's super annoying, but it but it's artistically interesting. It's annoying on purpose. It's annoying on purpose. So we're introduced to Shinji Akari. Um, he is summoned to Tokyo Three. He takes the he takes the train in, and immediately we see this giant monster attack. Um, so I want to point you to the Imager album, The Angels, and you'll see this very first picture here. Yeah, that yes. sucks. Yeah, this, this is our this is our first this is our introduction to the angels. I think this is the plot of Thor: The Dark World. Yeah. <laughs> um, you get so you get this this very you know stereotypical battle with the UN brings all their gunships and they're firing the rockets and the lasers and the bullets and all the weapons <laughs> at the thing and and nothing is happening and there's specifically there's a scene where where they fire this missile salvo at it and the the uh, the angel just like puts up its arm and grabs the missile and then explodes it and it's awesome. Um, they. They quickly hand wave plot it. The reason why the angel uh, isn't getting affected is because of its AT field. Mm. Um, the the AT field is effectively it's a barrier. It's the no, you can't hit me. I have a barrier on. I'm impervious <laughs> no, to everything. No, I have a laser shield. Yeah, yeah. Your laser it's doesn't a laser work. Shield. It's a laser shield. So we're introduced to this this uh, cantankerous group called Nerve. And these guys live under in the underground bunker, and they are the special arms unit, basically the private unit or private arm of the UN. And Nerve is Nerve's entire op, mode of operation, entire reason for existence is to fight off the angels. Um, so Nerve is introduced, and they're saying, "No, you crazy bastards! You're doing it wrong. We have to do it." Um, and then we are introduced to the Evangelion units. The Evangelion units were built to fight back the angels. Um, Kyle made a comment earlier saying that this picture starts with three. That's very intentional. This is actually the third angel. So this has happened before. This is not the first time. Ah. Right. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So let's talk about Nerve a little bit. So our main characters in Nerve, um, we quickly find out about halfway through the first episode, um, Shinji is called down. Um, he is met by uh, this woman named Mis Misato Katsuragi. Misato is the operations director and of Nerve, and she's she's kind of our um, our protagonist on the Nerve side. Um, a lot of the Nerve guys, it, it's kind of like a Battlestar Galactica feel. If you guys have watched that, where you get this like this fun bunch, but like things turn kind of sinister kind of quick. Um, and Misato is our eyes into Nerve, so she's like she's our she's our other like kind of main protagonist. She's our our good guy in Nerve. She's where our all the she's other our nerve, good guy. All the other yeah. Nerve people are gonna be kind of gray. At there's best. some there's some grayness going on here. Yeah. Gotcha. So uh, Misato shows up. She's she uh, she wheels up in her in her um, she pulls up in her cool convertible car, 
And it does that anime thing where she's wearing a very short dress and she's got her boobs out and it's like, <laughs> you know, and this whole this whole first episode is just like boobs and butt shots. And and you you're watching this as when you're 16, you're like, yeah, when you're 31, you're just you're just rolling your eyes all over the place. Of course. Um, uh, Misato introduced she does the whole come on, get in. And while this angel is attacking and Shinji jumps in the car, like, ah! get in, bitch. We're going shopping. There it is. Yeah, Come with me. It's very come with me if you want to live. So we see the car, you know, there's an action sequence of the car dodging the dodging all of the chaos from the angel attack. And so Misato introduces herself. She is the operations director of Nerve. She has also been placed or been appointed as Shinji's guardian. Now, again, we don't know why Shinji is there necessarily. But yeah. We, but what we're told is. Misato is his going to be his guardian. So like, okay. So at this point, you know, Shinji is a quiet, good little boy. And he's just like, okay, cool. You know, thanks um, stranger that picked me up in this war zone. Appreciate yeah. it. New mom. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's, thanks. New mom. Um, new mom who looks to be 27. Um, so new mom and Shinji go underground to the, so we're introduced to the underground bunker. Um, and they, they take in the elevator. They take the escalator down, down, down. And uh, they, she brings him to the main control center of Nerve. And there we see, for the very first time, the shot of Evangelion Unit 1. And I'll, uh, if you take a minute, you go to your Evangelion imager link. Um, this is just a couple. These first two pages here, first two images here are shot. This is our, our big, grapey Evangelion <laughs> Unit 1. That's a choice for that color. Yeah, yeah. it is a choice. It's very much a choice. Um, we're also introduced to the leader of Nerve. And this is where this, the threads start to make sense. We were introduced to Gendo Ikari. Uh, Gendo Ikari is the, is the head commander. Wait, I recognize Nerve that last name. Shinji's father. There it is. Shinji's, Shinji's very estranged father. Um, Gendo Ikari is a piece of shit. I'm just going to say this right now. I'm going to say this a lot. Gendo Ikari is, <laughs> is our main antagonist. He sucks, the, sucks out show. loud. He sucks hardcore. And so this is where we get into, we pick up on a little bit of Shinji's uh, trauma. So Shinji and his dad clearly are estranged. They haven't lived together in a long time. Um, Shinji, uh, kind of during this escalator ride, you know, makes a comment like, "We're here to see him, aren't we?" You know, it's it's that kind of thing. And you get this. So Gendo Akari, I don't have him in the, but I don't have him here. But you can um, you can do a search for Gendo pose. Um, I'll just give you such. If you want to, if you want to do a quick Google search for Gendo pose, you'll see a very oh. imposing man in glasses. Oh, um, it, it's his, like a Doctor Eggman kind of situation, but maybe more serious. He's got. He's he's pretty nefarious. He's like, what if Doctor Eggman was just a shitty dad and not hilarious? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So he's. We got our real shitty dad. So Gendo introduces Shinji to the Ava and says, "You have to pilot this thing." There is nothing about this man that doesn't look sinister and evil. Yeah, ex- yeah. exactly. And it's it's so good. He's he's so he's just his whole character is the ends justify the means. Mm. Um. So yeah. So now we've got Shinji who's been taken, who's been pulled into this chaos. Um. Told, brought underground by his new mom. Told that he's got to pilot this giant robot and fight this monster who's attacking, and he has to do it right now, and. Do you know what Shinji's reaction is? Probably not. Nah. Not nah, man. That ain't me. Nah, dude. <laughs> it's big old no. Yeah, it's it's no it's no thank you. And he's Shinji is a good boy, and he says no. I I I would like to not do this, please. <laughs> please please don't make me do this thing. <laughs> yeah, please please don't make me do this. And uh, he he says why? Like why why does this have to be me? 
and Gendo in his in his shitty, mysterious, toxic masculinity voice says, "Because it would be po- impossible for anyone else." Mm. Well, that seems pretty set there. Uh, a good, a good not cryptic answer. Yeah. So this is this is the first of a lot of situations where Gendo Gendo is a master manipulator. So what happens is um, Shinji says, "No, I'm not going to do this," and Misato has no idea. Misato has been placed as this kid's guardian, and she's like, "I don't know." What um, Gendo says fine, and then he says bring in Ray. So I've introduced Ray Ayanami. So we we're introduced to Ray Ayanami, who is the the first pilot. Um, Ray is being wheeled in. She's covered in bandages, and she's being wheeled in on a stretcher. Um, she's barely awake, and uh, Gendo, in in the coldest voice possible, says prepare prepare the pilot. So Shinji watches as this as this young girl who's you know almost on her like basically on her deathbed is going to be shoved into this giant robot to fight. Um, so he mm. can't help but stop it. And, and that right. is exactly what Gendo wants. Mm. Right? So he says, fine, stop this. I'll do I'll it. I'll do it. Yeah. Good. Good exactly. introduction to our, our nice evil dad. <laughs> yep. And that's, the, and that's the, end, the end of the first episode. So the first episode ends with the Ava being launched up to uh, fight the angel. And Misato says, Shinji, don't die. Huh. <laughs> Great advice. Um, Thanks. Yeah, I I like I like I didn't like Misato that much when I was a kid. So this is one of those things too. It was it was really interesting when I watched this to watch it as a sixteen year old and then as a thirty year old because when I watched it as a sixteen year old, I obviously you know identified with Shinji, right? Shy, young, very good, good boy, good little boy, um, does what he's told. You know, he's he's uh, got a lot of demons, but he's polite. <laughs> he's. Uh, <laughs> You know, he's just trying to he's just trying to do your, his best. Your typical anime fan. Your typical anime fan, exactly. <laughs> but now I felt myself identifying with Misato a lot more, um, just because of age and just because of like the way that I reacted to all this shit. Mm. Um, it was it was really interesting. <laughs> the way you're always just shoving kids into giant metal the robots. The way that I the way that I am I am a new mom and shoving kids into giant. <laughs> <robots>. <laughs> <laughs> um, just a lot of the things that she deals with later in the show, just like growing growing older and you know like she's doing this thing that it's just kind of become this beast not to no pun intended um but we'll we'll get to misato later um so this is where this is kind of where the the tropes start pulling itself on it putting itself or turning itself on its head rather um you've got this again plucky young teen thrown in this situation in a in a normal anime the 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 thread here is he has to overcome his his courage and be a man and save the day and yada yada and everything. He's going to be the hero, but this is Evangelion and this this is a tragedy. This, this is not a happy ending. We're going to deconstruct so that trope. We're going to deconstruct that tr- trope. So we get an episode two. So we have this very you know triumphant end. He's he's being you know, lifted up and he's going to fight the robot and like Shinji's going to save the day. Yeah, and immediately he gets trashed. Ooh. <laughs> immediately like like no no doesn't land a hit at all kind of thing like doesn't just, even doesn't even move oh because good. hey guess what he's been he's never driven a giant fucking kid, robot kid doesn't know how to go all uh all voltron no. on it so literally you've got this control pan this control room of of scientists that are saying shinji go you can do it and he wa- he takes a step and he's like okay i can do it and this angel just grabs him grabs the the robot and starts like pulsating like uh there's like a gun like a like a pulse beam comes from its arm and he just starts annihilating shinji oh Um, good oh boy so let me 
Yeah, I'll explain a little bit how the, the idea with the Avas. Uh, so the Avas, again, it's a giant robot. Everyone does giant robots a little bit different. Um, so the, the idea with the Avas is that it's all, it, they actually establish a neural connection and they make it, you know, they use a lot of trickery. They, they kind of explain this with imagery right off the bat that the pilots have to establish a connection to the robot. So when they move, like they actually move their body and that moves the robot. Okay, so it's it's Pacific Rim style, but just one person? It's Pacific Rim style, but one person. But in order to establish that neural link, they have to be completely synchronized. So you're going to see, you, they make up a lot of words and they use words that aren't words a lot, but synchronized <laughs> is something they use a lot. They have to achieve perfect sync. Achieving perfect sync also means that you experience all of the feelings, all of the, mm. the pain that oh, the robot would. Mm. So if the robot pulls off the, or if, if the monster pulls off the robot's arms, the pilot's going to feel like they've had their arm pulled off. Oh, good. It's very, very Zoids. <laughs> good for a kid. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Good for a 15-year-old. So um, so we get Shinji. He's, like, trying to walk forward, and it's this, you know, this big moment that he takes a step and is immediately fucking zapped, like, yeah. just vaporized. <laughs> so this monster blows him up, and, again, he's, like, he's bashing his head against a wall and, like, blowing a laser beam at it. So Shinji's immediately knocked out because he feels all of this trauma and everyone's like, Oh fuck, what did we do? <laughs> we put this, <laughs> we, we put this, this baby kid. man in this thing. We just killed this kid. And, uh, you get, and you get shots of Gendo just like, again, with that, the Gendo poses a joke, but that's what he always looks like. And it's you know, <laughs> kind of funny. So then the, the Ava's getting ripped apart and, uh, they're like, back out, back out, retreat, retreat. You know, it's just like, wah, wah, wah. the signs are blaring. Like everything's mm-hmm. chaos. Well, all of a sudden, the unit comes back to life and we see this thing lets out this like bloodthirsty scream. Like, ah. um, I'll go to image number three in your Evangelion suite. That's a lot of blood. Yeah. So Ava's have, uh, this thing that it, what happens basically is the Ava goes berserk and it completely severs the neural connection with Shinji and just goes fucking haywire. And we start to see this thing pulsating and it grows a, like an organic arm. Um, it has like teeth and it, and it adapts the, it very much looks like it stops looking like a robot and looks like an actual monster. So this thing charges forward at the angel and it's just like ripping it apart. Like it is very much like watching a, like a feral dog. Uh, no pun intended. A feral, a feral hog, if you will. Uh, uh, it's, yeah. It's topical. Yeah. <laughs> The meme um, that'll still totally be relevant when this. Episode I mean, drops. it's 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 definitely akin to like a werewolf, basically just just trashing this thing. Um, so the one thing, so what you see, and, and this is the hand, this is the other hand weavy thing about the AT field. So it charges forward and it kind of grabs the angel and it starts like ripping, like it looks like it's like ripping a door apart. It's ripping apart its barrier, its AT field. So this is where we learn that Ava's also have AT fields. And this is, again, this is a very much a power of friendship, like nothing mechanic. This doesn't exist in, in, in all world. It just exists in this world. But that's our, that's our explanation for why the Ava's can fight the angels is because they can destroy their AT fields. Two, two AT fields can interact kind of thing and, and yep. mess each other there, up. There is definitely a reason for this, and we'll, and we'll get there. Anyway, it rips apart the AT field, and it just starts like, it's like Ralphie hitting the the school bully, just yeah. boom, like nothing, like just completely feral, and everyone everyone just watches in horror. Like, what have we done? Oh no! 
Um, you can and you can you can answer the question with "We'll find out." But um, how much? So how much of these giant robots? How much of these Avas are actually like by like organic material? If these teeth and arms showed up, or is it? Mm-hmm. Um, That's a good question, Kyle. We'll get there. Okay. Th- this is so. This is the first. This is the very first, and of many examples of what happens. This is the show foreshadowing. It's like, hey, maybe these aren't giant robots. Yeah, gotcha. There it is. Yeah, um, and and this is again a lot of people just watching this in horror, having no idea. And you you see again for the first of many times, Misato saying, "What the fuck are these things?" Okay, okay. So we've got we kind of cut to so that's the first half of the of the second episode. I won't go this deep on all these episodes. It's just important to do the setup because it's the first couple for sure. Mm-hmm. A lot of these are just like there's an angel they fight it. Let's, um, so. Uh, Shinji wakes up in the hospital. He doesn't remember anything. Um, he is like, what the fuck happened? Like, hey, dad. Hey, hey, dad. <laughs> what? Why? Um, he's terrified, obviously. Um, he kind of just... And, and Shinji is a sulker. Shinji is a, you know, imagine the most reserved 15-year-old. He's depressed. He doesn't talk to people. He doesn't live with... He doesn't like people. He doesn't talk to anyone. He sticks to himself. He's always, like, alone by himself. He doesn't like people. Um, so he, he tries to run away and in the original dub, this is another like new versus old in the original dub. Um, he, he, the original translation, he says, I mustn't run away. I mustn't run away. I mustn't run away. And that kind of becomes like a mantra almost like I mustn't run away. I mustn't run away. Um, the new dub has better translate that to don't run away. Don't run away. Like, mm. he's, like, cause no one would say I mustn't run away. Yeah. yeah. Right. But, but again, like something that's just you know, kind of perfect, been pervasive in culture. Like I mustn't run away is, is kind of like the, is his like more or less like the, tagline. The, may the force be with you. Yeah. Of, yeah, exactly. Of the show kind of thing. So that image that I showed you is actually um, him remembering like his memory kicking back and remembering watching all of this carnage happen. And there's a point, the last scene of the thing is him, um, him like watching the Ava, like, or it's something like, he got spat out or whatever. Like he was thrown out his, like his, um, his entry plug. That's where his little pilot seat is. His entry plug got ejected and he watched the Ava unit, like turn around and look at him and an eyeball like came down and was like, like a goopy green eyeball, like stared at him. And you just hear, and just like this blood curdling scream. And that's how the second episode ends. Good. Wow. It's so cool. It's really fucking cool. Yeah. So, so obviously like, there's something, there's something here. <laughs> like there's something else going on here. All right. So the next couple episodes, we're now we we're gonna start rounding out our main players. Um, Shinji is still our main focus. He's going to Nerve HQ. Um, he's training. He's learning how to pilot the Ava. You know, like he should have done the first time. Oh yeah. Um, he's learning how to. <laughs> they're teaching him how to fire the gun, and they're they're teaching him how to move around. They're they're doing drills and all this stuff, and. And uh, the whole time, Shinji's just very much like, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Like, you're just, just dead inside. Like, he is, his personality has basically gone. He, he's just, he's just a, a dummy. Mindless soldier kind of thing. Mindless like, soldier, exactly. A husk of he's, the fun boy that he once was. Yeah, he's no longer our good, good boy. Um, we, we also hear of the second impact again, that this is our, this is our establishing. This is the first time we hear about, like, establishing this world. Um, hearing that a meteor crashed into Earth, yada, yada, yada. Um, so now we've got our our next angel attack. So go ahead and just flip back to your your angel. Um, 
kind of directory here and go to number four. That should be like, it looks like a giant squid. For those of you playing at home, it looks like a giant squid with two like whip arms. Yeah, like energy beam arms. <laughs> yeah, and I'll, I'll say this about the angel design. I, I Obviously, I'll make these imager files um, available for, for listeners at home, but um, I really like the angel designs. And, and specifically, I think it's most important to watch them as they develop throughout the series because they start as just like your stereotypical, you know, kaiju monsters mm -hmm. sure. and then they get real cerebral. Yeah, these are very these are very like um eldritch, very yes. Yeah. Un, un understandable kind of thing. Do we find out why they call them angels? We do, yeah. Okay. Um, we don't yet. There's a lot of religious so basically this show it, it's kind of a a JRPG trope now um to make villains of organized religion. At sure. the time, this cool. was very new. You know, like fi <laughs> Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy has has killed God with the power of friendship sixteen times now. Yeah, it's my favorite um, part about Final Fantasy. It's the only part about it. Uh, but they, this was again, this is that that had never been done, or that had been done once. My um, my kind of introduction to this was a couple years ago. I read a big long thread about like how the Evangelion uses like imagery from Catholicism while simultaneously yeah. like not understanding a single thing about Catholicism. Yes. Nice. There's a lot of references to Western religion. There's not a lot of accurate references yes. to Western religion, <laughs> which like is really cool. Mm. Um, I really like use like how they use that probably very similar to how like Western shows used um, Japanese yeah. themes without understanding <laughs> right. them. Yeah. yeah. But it's, uh, right. it's cool to see that kind of flipped. Yeah. Um, so the angels is a, is a great example. Um, all of the angels have names, but they're not explicitly stated in the show. Uh, they all have biblical names, right? So a couple of the names that I, I rambled off very poorly at the beginning of the episode, uh, all not like Luke and John, but like Azrael and Matriel and, you know, very mm -hmm. like, like, um, yeah, like angel, like those are angelic names, I guess. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I'm not a, I'm not a theologian. <laughs> they're Bible deep cuts. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Um, there's also mentions of the Dead Sea Scrolls, which is funny, is, which is really weird. And like, what a what a fucking left field. The Dead Sea Scrolls are like the lost books of the Bible that like don't matter. It's like uh, <laughs> don't the book matter. Of, the book of, they were the book they, of Anthony. Their postscript that they found. So to pull yeah. to pull from my 12 years of Catholic um, education, the Dead Sea Scrolls are books yeah. that like were written at the same time as the rest of the Bible, but not mm -hmm. um, accepted into canon by the the Pope at the time of the Nicene council. Um, there's a lot of cool, like semi sounds, sem sounds kind of like fan fiction, some cool things that like go again, like would be very bad for the church to embrace as an organized religion because they're kind of anti-organized religion, but they've also been the source, um, especially in the nineties before anyone got a chance to like translate or read them a source of a lot of cool, like religion based conspiracy theories hmm. because um like that's where the the main plot of like the da vinci code is like if okay. you read the dead sea scrolls it's all in there and like so it's it's a nice gotcha. like these things are should be part of the bible but are being kept secret by the evil yeah. world religion sort of thing it's the limited run filler series of the bible <laughs> yeah, it's the DLC. Um, there's other imagery too, like there's explicit, like obvious imagery, like uh, when the first angel is defeated in the last episode, it explodes in a giant cross. Like, okay, yeah, got it. <laughs> a little on the like, nose, but got a little, it. A little on the nose there. Hey, Anno. 
Um, okay, so anyway, so we've got our next angel attack. Um, Shinji is now trained up. He knows he's a little more comfortable with the Ava. He is in full, like, you know, empty soldier mode, and he's fighting this thing, and he, like, he's getting his ass kicked again because he's only been training for, like, a week. And instead of, uh, he's being told to retreat, instead of retreating, he goes in and just, like, wildly stabs his knife. All these uh, Ava units have, like, they have, like, a rifle and a little knife, like a, like a sidearm knife. He stabs his knife into, like, the, the, the head of the angel and it explodes. And it's, it's a pretty cool scene, but everyone's pissed at him because he's not following orders. Um, we are introduced to Shinji's classmates. So because it is an anime, Shinji is a 15-year-old boy who has to go to high school <laughs> yep. because he does, and it's anime. Um, and of course, all of, the, all of the non-adult characters are in the same class because it's an anime. Um, so we're introduced to a couple of uh, Shinji's classmates. We are introduced to uh, Kensuke and Suzuhara. Um, who right now... Suzuhara does not sound real. Suzuhara, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Andrew they, has made up exactly three characters and put them into the synopsis, <laughs> and you win a prize if you pick them all out. <laughs> they're, they're not incredibly... They're, they're pretty t- two-dimensional. Um, Kensuke is your, like... He's, like, the nerdy best friend. He's, like, the, the technical guy. And Suzuhara is, like... Uh, he's, like, Joey in, uh, in Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, a... Like a, like a more mature version of Joey and Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, he's just like the friend. The, the dumb friend with good. the heart of the gold. The dumb friend with like the heart of gold. Who like manages to do the right thing every exactly. once in a while. He's yeah. the dumb friend with the heart of gold. But when we're introduced to Suzuara, he hates Shinji. Um, so of course. So this is like, because Shinji is like, it's revealed that Shinji is the pilot of the Ava. And he's like, everyone's like, oh my God, you're a hero, blah, blah, blah. Because a bunch of kids like love giant robots. Um, and he, Shinji doesn't want any of this. He doesn't want any part of this. He doesn't want, he's not a hero. He's, he's a, he thinks he's a victim. Um, Suzuhara, uh, his sister was actually injured pretty seriously in the last angel attack and blamed Shinji um, for that injury uh, as a result of the Ava like fighting and the impact mm. from the Ava fighting um, and punches him right in the mouth, just square in the face. Um, and he's like, that's what you get. And Shinji's, you know, <laughs> Shinji's a, a, a sad, good little boy. And he's, he's just like, like yep, whatever, I fuck do, you. I do get that. That's what I get. You're right. Yep. Um, Shinji tries to run away. He, he hates himself. He hates himself and, and what he has become after that last angel battle. Um, this is the first of the I mustn't run away uh, mantra. And Misato goes after to chase him. And this is kind of Shinji's first major exploration into his psyche. And he kind of comes to terms with his responsibility. He start, it starts as like Shinji is running away from his responsibility. He has to be a man and all the good toxic masculinity that comes along with that. So he's going to suck it up and be a man and save the world. And so he's, he's taken back. And he eventually makes friends with Kensuke and Suzuhara. And he's kind of making his place in, in the world, in this world. Um, so we move on. We are then introduced. So we've, we've kind of, we're, I'm skipping around episode five and six. We're introduced to, again, we're introduced to Rei Ayanami, the mysterious girl from the, from the first episode. Um, she is very cold like Gendo. She is basically, not to be crass, but she is, more or less a real doll um she's just she's just a a a a completely devoid of personality um just very cold um yes sir okay sir you know that kind of thing like there's just there's just nothing a blank slate your your perfect perfect little soldier kind of thing like yeah eight point me at the enemy and i'll kill him and then i'll go back and sit in my room and do nothing and just sit and sit and and stare at the wall yeah yeah that's that's ray ayanami um, people love Rei Ayanami. Like she was, she was the like she was the ship. Um, like mm. if like nerdy, you know, 
prepubescent, horny teenage boys <laughs> love the shit out of Ray Ayanami. I never did. I was I was a bigger I was a bigger Asuka fan, but we'll get in there. Because um, you're you're you were an enlightened sixteen year old. I was an enlightened sixteen year old that loved ice queens. He had a he had a he had a nice, fine, aged, matured taste in women. That's right. That's right. Different, different, uh, different uh, fan service. Um, anyway. <laughs> um, so Ray, as I said, pilots Unit Zero. Unit Zero was decommissioned. They are in the middle. We see they're in the middle of tests to try to get Unit Zero back to working order. Um, if you go to uh, picture number four, um, this, is a, this is a scene where the... Ray is piling Unit Zero, and Unit Zero goes crazy. Is so this, this is where we learn unit, picture four in the Evangelion. In the units. Evangelion, yes, got it. Um, so we're this is where we are learn we learn that Ava's basically have a mind of their own. Um, they are giant robots, but they there is again there is organic matter there. There's something else going on. The Avas are powered by an external battery, um, but there is a backup. So they all have a backup power supply. And that backup power supply is basically like once that like if the Ava goes crazy like it did like it went berserk like Unit One went berserk, they have no control over it. Like they're just they're just sitting ducks. Like they nerve are just sitting ducks. And this is what happens with Unit Zero. So we see Unit Zero just go fucking bonkers and starts like bashing its head against that wall to get Ray out. Like it's it's pretty oh. graphic. Oh, good lord. Um, yeah, like it's pretty nuts. And then so they eject Ray out. She's just like sitting in a little capsule that's like on fire in the room. And we see Gendo. We see Gendo go, no, Ray. And he like leaps into battle and he's like, he runs in and tries to pry open the like the super hot um, canister, the, the uh, flight capsule. Um, and he burns his hands off trying to do that. But he like rips open the door and he's like, Ray. And she's like, oh, and she just like stares at him. Gendo is nefarious dad, right? Yeah. This is yeah, this is shitty dad. So this is the first emotion we've seen from shitty dad. And it's like, oh, well, he super didn't do that when his own son was was dead. So, like, what's going on with him and Ray? Like, that's weird. Oh, no, I don't like it. I don't like yeah, it, Andrew. Yeah, yeah well. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. It, it can only get better, right? It certainly can get worse. Um, so we, we see a little bit about Shinji's life. Oh, Shinji's living with Misato. Did I say that? No. Did I make that clear? You sure. Okay. You just did. Um, Shinji, Shinji, in the first episode, like, Misato takes him to her place. He, she gives him a room, like, She's like, I'm going to be your guardian. You're going to live with me. He's like, I don't want to. And she goes, too bad. And it's good because Shinji needs to be with people and he shouldn't be isolated in, in a cell by himself because he is He uh, mustn't suicidal. run away. He mustn't run away. Um, uh, also, uh, Misato has a, a pet penguin named Pen Pen, and I love him. Great. <laughs> good. That's the he only does, wholesome okay. part of this so far. <laughs> well, before we go on, and this will determine if I hang up and not talk to any of you again, um, does Pen Pen live through the entire 26-episode run? He lives. Oh, okay. okay. He lives. There is no penguin casualties in this show. That hesitation okay. really upset me. Yeah. Um, what I love most about Pen Pen is that his tag says Pen Squared. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so Shinji is asked to drop off Ray's like sec- new security badge at her place. She lives in the like the nerve appointed um, apartments, which are basically just cell blocks. And that's where Shinji would have lived had he not been taken to Misato. Um, so Shinji travels to Ray's place. It's a it's a fucking dump. It just looks like a metal box. Um, there's there and he walks in. Like he knocks on the door. No one answers. He walks in because he's a good boy. He's just trying to do a chore. And the door's open and no one's there. And uh, he sees just like bloody bandages everywhere. Like the place is trashed. 
and there's just garbage and bloody bandages everywhere and there's like a pile there's like a like a bunch of painkillers on the nightstand he's like asking around no one answers and then of course because it's an anime we get it we get uh ray who just walked out of the shower who's fully nude there it is towel and (laughs) they do the whole like oh no i saw you naked blah 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 yeah like those tropes like they they you know awkward like stumbling on each other and falling and seeing boobies and then apologizing and blah 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 um, because it's an anime. Because it can't be completely devoid of tropes. Because it can't be completely devoid of tropes. But what we do see is a pair of glasses. Um, Ray doesn't wear glasses. You know who wears glasses? Oh, it's... Kirby um, Dad. It's, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah bad, it's bad Dad. Oh, I hate yeah, it. Bad Dad. I hate it so, so bad. Of, we, we see a pair of cracked glasses because when Gendo saved her from the capsule, he cracked his glasses. We see a pair of cracked glasses on the nightstand. Now, Shinji doesn't know any of this, but Shinji looks at the glasses and is like, that's weird. Um, <laughs> but we, the audience, know this, and we say... Those, those look familiar. I'll yeah. tuck that away for later. Yeah. Gross. Okay, so we'll move on. Uh, we've got the next angel attack. This is where we're going to... The next couple episodes are really just like, an angel attack, and this happens. So our next angel is a really cool design. It's number five. And it's just a big diamond. <laughs> like, oh, oh. That's, I thought that was like a weird, not nope. well-hidden headquarters. Nope. Like you might think like, oh, maybe there's something in there. Nope. It's just, that's the angel. It's just a big diamond. And, it's a uh, diamond. Feels lazy. Feels lazy. Well, <laughs> it's really, it, it's actually pretty neat. It's a, it's a big impenetrable diamond and they try to fire stuff and the Avis can't do anything. And they're like, what do we do? Um, the diamond also like along beside the diamond, this giant like bore unit, like it starts drilling in down into Tokyo three. Oh. And we're and people keep saying it's trying to get to Tokyo. It's trying to get to Nerve, like because Nerve is under Tokyo three. And a bunch of people are like, it can't, it can't get there. It can't, it can't. Like if it breaks the geo front, we're we're dead. Like we're all soaked. Or we're all hosed. And we're like, okay, why why is that? Um, we keep hearing this like. We keep hearing something like it. It can't get to Adam. It can't get to Adam. We'll learn more about Adam later. But so the the stakes are: we have to kill the diamond before the thing bores straight through to get to Nerve head, headquarters. Basically, nice, cool. So they decide that they the only way to do it is to snipe it with this giant laser. They have to use this like uh, giant concussive laser blast to fire out of a like a positron sniper rifle. That is that is the only amount of energy possible to like break its AT. Sure. Um, so Shinji gets a Head big old sniper racer. Shinji gets a big old sniper rifle, and uh, Ray kind of covers his six, and they snipe the giant diamond with a sniper rifle, and it blows it up, and they save the day. So Ray is Ray is in the zero unit. Ray is back in the zero unit. She's okay. she's kind of she's she's kind of taking point. So the next couple angels are Ray and Shinji um, fighting together. Okay. Actually, no, that's the only one, um, because Ray kind of disappears again. Sorry. Um, So now we're going to go into, we go into the next couple episodes. These are fairly forgettable. This is kind of where I think the the show steeps into filler territory. It's important, but kind of forgettable. There's like the UN wants to get away from building AVAs, so they build an automated version of the AVA, they, I forget what they call it. It's something forgettable. And uh, it doesn't work because this is introducing the fact that you have to have somebody piloting the robot in order to make it work because reasons. And uh, Shinji has to save the day by stopping. Like they, t- they tell the robot to, like remotely to walk and then they can't make it stop. And the giant robot just keeps walking. And it's kind of silly because it's like, 
we have to save this robot from slowly walking because <laughs> it's just going to keep walking until it hits the city. So these are these are some of the like the exposition episodes. Like yeah, it's to explain can't, can't why really the Avas them, do what they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To set to further set the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, we also hear more about the second impact. And Kyle, to your point, um, guess what? It wasn't a meteor. Um, ah, yeah. oh no. Whoever would have thought. Would have guessed. The real story behind the second impact was that an angel, the very first angel, crash landed. Um, and that is the impact of the angel crashing. And then the subsequent like damage that it did was the second impact. So gotcha. that, is the, that is our first angel attack, which again is why the first one that we saw was actually number So it crashed and proceeded to melt the ice, like Antarctica, not just like from the crash kind of thing. Some might say it crashed and burned. Well, so there's a, it's not, it's not, (laughs) no one would say that. (laughs) It's not an image here, but there's, you see this like satellite footage of this, this crater. And then these like giant orange wings, like electric electricity looking wings, like pop out of the crater. And you're like, Oh fuck. So it's, it's very like, it's very like King Ghidorah looking. Nice. You, you said giant butterfly wings. Was that um, it? like like no like um like like uh, angel like, wings like mantis wings? <laughs> okay, like oh. not wings. not like angel wings. Like like mantis wings. Like very like sticky and like kind of gross looking. Got it. Because from your description, it sounded very Mothra, and then you said King Ghidorah, and it really yeah, confused yeah, yeah. me. I know that was probably that was probably a little countered. That's okay. Um, so we, we're going to move on from the, the, we have to stop the robot robot from walking and now we're going to introduce Asuka. So Asuka is our third pilot. Um, she is again, classified as the second child. Remember Shinji is the third, um, Asuka is the second she's coming from. So nerve is while nerve is headquartered in the geo front. That's the underground facility in Tokyo. Um, there are other nerve branches. Nerve is, has become basically an arm of the UN. So there is a nerve branch in Germany. Um, so Germany's head pilot, Asuka, Asuka is being shipped over to Tokyo along with her Ava unit too. And is Asuka also a child? Yes, they're all children. I just needed to hear that again because it's weird. Yep. Asuka <laughs> is your Asuka is your fiery redhead. Um, she's your your anime trope of the the ice queen, the the girl who knows everything. She's the best. She wants to be the best. She's the know it all. She's the spoiled brat. That's like her archetype. But gotcha. again, because this is Evangelion, it takes the show takes all those archetypes and throws it on their head because she is a spoiled brat, not because she's a trope, but she's a spoiled brat because of her trauma. Mm. Thumbs up. Yay. Yay, childhood trauma. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, introduce, the introduction of Asuka is mostly forgettable. Um, this is our sixth angel. Um, I think this is probably my least favorite design. It's just like a big, like big old squid octopus thing. So the situation or the scenario here is that Shinji is taken to meet with Asuka. Um, he's, he's weirdly there, but without Ava Unit 1, so he's just kind of there because we're there as the audience. Um, gotcha. So huh. Shinji meets Asuka. She's immediately like, you're an idiot. <laughs> you know, like the, again, tropey, tropey, tropey. Um, yep. Shinji uh, boards Ava Unit 2 when they get the, the panic, uh, the, uh, the panic alarm hit. Um, the Ava Unit attacks Attacks Unit 2, so Asuka and Shinji must fight it off in Asuka's Unit 2. Um, they fight mm. it underwater, which is kind of neat, but... I was going to say, is this the token, the token water kaiju that... Yeah, <laughs> it's the water kaiju, exactly. Gosh. Yeah, every game needs a water level. Um, Asuka's handler, so like, like um, Shinji has Misato as a handler, 
Asuka also has a handler, and his, his name is Ryoji Kaji. Um, he is a scumbag, a sexy scumbag with a ponytail. He's got a ponytail and uh, stubble, like very clear beard stubble, and he's a shithead. But sweet, yeah, Good. he's like your he's like your token philanderer. You know, he's like, hey, what's the what's going on? All Ugh. the adult men seem to be real, real pieces of work. There's there's not a lot of good model role models in this show that isn't Misato. <laughs> good. I like it. Yep. Um, so again, this is mostly forgettable. It's just introducing a couple key characters. Um, so we're going to go to one of my one I think is the probably the coolest one off episode. And that's uh, the the introduction of the seven. Ooh. Yep. Um, so this one is really cool. I this is just a real like. A lot of shows do this, right? Like you do a concept episode, you know, it's, this is, this is Evangelion's paintball episode or, or you know, D&D <laughs> episode with, you know what I mean? Yeah. With, yeah. Uh, with community. Yes. Like, yes. it's just a really cool, like everybody loves this. Every, this is probably one of the more memorable, like one-off angel attacks. So it starts Asuka's back uh, in Japan with Shinji. Um, so now we have all of our three Ava pilots. Um, they're a raise kind of off, still off doing whatever, like, Unit zero is like all is always kind of dinged up. Like it's just not. It's a prototype. It's not always in fighting form. So for a while, we're gonna have just Shinji and Asuka. Got um, Shinji and Asuka hate each other because Shinji is of, our because uh, of course they do because of course they do. And Shinji is a quiet, good little boy, and Asuka is a a uh, a brat. Even though you know, a, or considered to be a brat, or acts like a know it all brat. Um, and she's in love with Ryoji Kaji, the the sexy scumbag with a ponytail, mm. because of course she is, and she's a child. Um, so they don't they don't get along, but they don't whatever they don't have to they just have to work together. Um, so Angel Seven attacks, and it actually shows up as um, like one of these like it's so the picture here is of two identical looking red and silver kind of like walking golems more or less like they're just kind of like they're like Putty Patrol from from Power Rangers. <laughs> nice. Um, they start as one good, of them. Good and, ref. And, thank you. And uh, Asuka, like, she's like, I'll do it. I'll show, I'll show you how it's done. And she, like, fights it and stabs it with her knife. And she's like, oh, there, got it. Oh, so easy. And the thing splits in half and then attacks her, and it becomes two. So they figure out, basically, the mechanic here is they have, these two things have to be killed together. Otherwise, the unit will, like, the only way to disrupt its AT field is to uh, coordinate a synchronized attack. So the premise here is that in order to coordinate a synchronized attack, Shinji and Asuka must synchronize themselves because they hate each other and they don't get along. So we get this really fun montage of them like playing DDR together <laughs> because the idea <laughs> is like Good. they have to they have to play DDR and like sync up. Like they have oh, to they, like, use each they, other's movements. They like literally play DDR so together. Out, yeah, like, like outside of like the a pre like at, like at home. So they so go do a team building exercise. They do a team building DDR. exercise. <laughs> yes, they absolutely do that. So Misato has Asuka move in with them. So now it's Misato, Shinji, and Asuka all living together. And that's And Guillermo del Toro watched this episode and thus Pacific Rim was created. Gotcha. I I wouldn't be surprised if that wasn't at least partly the case. Like it yeah. very much has those vibes. Mm-hmm. But there's this we have this montage of like, of course, like they can't get along. They can't, they just start fighting and bickering and they can't do the steps together. And Ray is inexplicably there. And like there's this weird connection between Shinji and Ray. Like every time Ray she, she sees oh, sorry, every time Shinji sees Ray. He has that like dumbfounded like I'm in love with her look, and they just have this weird like unspoken connection. And um, Oscar's like, "This is never gonna work. We're never gonna do this." Like doing the DDR thing, and Ray's like, "I'll do it." And then Ray and Shinji, of course, are like in perfect synchronization, and everyone's like, "Wow, we just have Ray do it." 
And Asuka's <laughs> like, and then that like that see that pees Asuka off to no end because she wants right. to be the best. She, you know. Um, so then we get this montage of them working together, and of course, like in the end, they they figure it out, they synchronize together, and then the last minutes of the of the episode is there Ava's battling the angel, and there's actually a time limit. So they 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 have to they set a time like from when they originally hit it when when the thing splits they have like a minute and you see this really cool synchronized dance where both of the uh, both of the avas um in unison like fight this really cool like do this really cool battle where they have to fight the thing together and uh the image number 5 here is just a screenshot of what happens and they like do this cool synchronized dance where they both do this like combined like jump and heel drop on this thing oh, to blow okay. it up in six in succession. It's really cool. It's I'm not doing it justice by explaining it, but it's it's a really fun scene. I have a question. Yes. So this angel showed up. They they tried to fight the angel and Asuka stabs the angel. It splits in two. And then they're like, oh shit, we have to go play DDR for a little while <laughs> yep. before we can finish this. So yep. what does the angel do for that like I don't know, for DDR hour. Patiently waits for them to come back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> more or less. <laughs> like, that's not wrong. <laughs> There's, I think the story reason for that is like, oh, we've, we've subdued the angel, but it's going to come back. And it's going to come back in exactly 18 hours. Like, oh, no. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> it's, it's such a dumb premise, but it's such a cool concept that it's explained away by a very dumb premise. Good. Good, good question. Thank you. All right, so um, let's move on. Um, we're on episode 10 now. We've got, again, this is more Shinji and Asuka. Um, they hate each other. I, like I said, I really love Asuka. I, I like her as a character. She, I, she's, in, she's incredibly obnoxious. She's intended to be obnoxious. But I like her as a character, and I like how she is really, between her and Misato, the only people that can help Shinji get out of his shell. Um, because these are people that, I mean, this is basically his surrogate sister and surrogate mom. Because um, Shinji's never really had a family before, right? He lived with a teacher in isolation. You know, he doesn't have any friends. He doesn't know anybody. He doesn't have a family. Um, so this is like this new family that's been thrust upon him, and it, and it's a really interesting dynamic. Um, they don't they don't get along. Like Misato is also like a super slob, and she's kind of an alcoholic. Um, there's just like oh. we just see empty beer cans everywhere, and like there's scenes where Misato will, will wake up at six in the morning and like chug a beer and then be like, "All right, time for the day." Awesome. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> oh man. Like and they don't really like nobody really talks about it. It's just like, yeah, that's Misato. Like, oh, oh boy. Um, but again, like everybody's got repressed memories and deep-seated traumas. So what are you gonna do? We okay, so more characterization. Um, we also see Gendo. Um, Gendo is meeting with this dark room of bureaucrats. So it's like this completely black room, and we see these like little desks lit up. Um, so he's talking to like the council and it's very nefarious. It's very, very megalomaniac or megalomaniacal. And it's all these like old white men being like, yes, of course, everything is going to plan. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come on guys. <laughs> As a dark room of bureaucrats would in this. Yeah, exactly. It's very much like what I imagine the, uh, the Republican national convention. It's just a lot of, <laughs> <laughs> just a lot of like, hands coming together like yes yes of course of course there's more um there's more blind shooting of six shooters into the air though yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> sure um we hear we hear the term the human instrumentality project 
Ooh, yeah. that sounds ominous. It's mm-hmm. what would you what would you guys think the Human Instrumentality Project is? My my prog rock band from late <laughs> high school. <laughs> uh, that sounds like putting humans into Ava's forever. That's what yeah. that sounds like to me. It yeah. definitely definitely some uh, some Joseph Mengel stuff going on. Yeah, if I had to make a serious guess, then it's like taking taking like fetuses and like growing them into whatever the Ava's are through experiments. Whatever it is, it sounds really unfair. Yeah. And so you get a bunch of old white men talking about the human, human instrumentality is close to a being here is all but nigh, you know, like that kind of shit. Yeah. Andrew's got, he's got an envelope with what it actually is <laughs> that he'll open and like read, read to us <laughs> no, later. I'm going to burn it and throw it in the trash. Cause that's where it belongs. Um, anyway, so we got our eighth angel. Now this is an interesting one. Um, we get some a little bit of uh, renegade Shinji's. And Shinji's getting a little, getting a little uppy, uppity. Um, he's been hanging out with Asuka a lot. You know, he's he's kind of getting in his groove. He's more comfortable with everybody. And him and Asuka are, you know, getting a little anx- anxious, uh, a little a little antsy. And the question is, we they they ask. I think they ask Masato. I don't quite remember. Um, something like. You know, all we do is wait around for the AOs to attack. Why don't we go attack them? And the opportunity kind of pre- presents itself. They find an Ava deep in a volcano. An a, angel, a, you mean? Oh, shit. Sorry. Thank you. Um, they find an angel, uh, actually the fetus or the embryo of an angel. Um, so go to page, uh, image eight here. They find this, they find this, uh, this, so this, uh, this is a screenshot of the, of the magic supercomputer that Nerve uses. And anytime you see an angel, you see this little word. This is analysis pattern, blood type blue. Um, that's just like the, that's like their code for like, we found an or, organic angel, like what we consider to be an angel. These are all the identifying characteristics of an angel. Because gotcha, angels come it. in all, you know, angels could be giant kaiju. They could be giant diamonds. Who the hell but they all have blood type blue. For whatever reason. Hmm, sure. Sweet. Because they do. Um, so we see this little, this, what looks like a fetus. Like this is, pretty creepy um image eight here it looks like a like a, a sonogram right mm-hmm. yeah like it looks eerily like a like a person um they say all right we found this fetus we're gonna go take it out this is the like why don't you go back in time and kill hitler on the toilet argument like let's oh. kill the let's just kill the angel before let's just crush the embryo before it has a chance to attack us yeah, yeah. um so asuka is charged with uh wearing this like heat resistant suit um, she is taken down on like an, a pulley and slowly dropped down into this like magma, this crater. Um, Clarification in her Ava or not in her Ava? In her Ava, in her Ava inside a larger heat resistance suit. Okay. A mech so and a mech like suit? A, it's like a big, a mech and a mech suit. It looks like a big space mech. It's fun. So she is, she is dropped down into this crater thousands of, thousands of miles below the crust and she comes across this embryo. This embryo hatches and attacks because, of course, it does, and uh, she has to fight it. And Shinji comes and saves the day from saves Asuka from drowning in magma. Um, I have a note here that this angel is some Gygas ass shit. I get that <laughs> Earthbound reference. Thank you, thank you. It is very Gygas, and yeah. again, something I didn't catch on the first view, but I was like, oh shit, this is okay, okay. Now, did um, what came first, uh, Earthbound or this? This. Yeah, this, this okay. not by uh, much, but the same year. I think it was same year actually. Oh, okay. Ninety four. Yeah. Yeah, they were close. Yeah. Um, okay. So next episode, we're introduced to the Magi. Um, the Magi is the supercomputer that runs Nerf. So just know that. 
Um, that comes some into more play later. some more good like half understood Christianity. Yeah, uh, exactly. Imagery. Yeah, and, and the Magi we'll find soon is actually three different computers. Um, oh, good. All named after. Can you guess? The the three wise the men. Three wise men boom. from boom. Ooh, wow. Yeah, yeah there it is. Exactly. Good. To, very much on the nose. What a pull. What, what a pull, guys. What a pull, y'all. Um, prototype zero is still effed up, so we're we're kind of still like we're we're in Shinji plus Asuka town. Like it's just Shinji and Asuka's show right now. Um, Ray, they're still doing tests with Ray. And uh, I don't know what this was in. See, this is where my notes start to get very like voice tracky. I love your free association in your notes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like half of these are half of these are things you don't want to forget for the show, and then half of these are like Andrew's musings on <laughs> yeah. the show. And they get more toward the latter half as we get here. I just have man, Gendo, you a cold motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there's something, oh, this is, yeah, so there's a powder outage in Tokyo 3, and, uh, they decide to pull all of the life support functions from, you know, the hospitals to power their supercomputer. Okay. Oh, oh there's that. That's, that's a choice. That was Gendo, that was Gendo being a cold motherfucker. Yeah. Um, so they, they basically siphon all of the, all of the power from the entire city to power this fucking supercomputer. Good. Yikes. So that's when you're like, oh yeah, this isn't great. Anyway, uh, the ninth angel attacks, um, picture nine and nine a, this is actually one of my, I think this is one of my favorite designs. It's just a giant daddy long leg spider covered in eyes. That is yes. horrifying. And I hate <laughs> it. It's so metal. It's rad as fuck. And this thing, and if you go to, so picture nine is the full shot. Picture nine A is how it attacks. It just cries acid. Oh, oh man. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah, it's cool. Um, so what happens, this is, this is another like a one-off kind of concept episode. The power goes out. The, the three kids are trapped. They're, they're leaving class. They're going to Nerve. And you would imagine a giant, you know, high-tech base underground you would need to have power in order to support it because it's got glass doors and and elevators and all kinds of stuff so they can't get to headquarters to board their ava pilots so they have to like crawl through the air vents to to navigate and it's all a bunch of like asuka you know thinking that she knows where to go and she doesn't and although ray does but ray doesn't say a word and asuka's has a very much an inferiority complex and wants to be better than ray yada 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 and Shinji's just a good little boy that goes along with everything. He's like, let's all get along, everybody. Um, but really, he just, you know, he just keeps, they just keep slapping him because he accidentally looks at their butts while they're, cra they're crawling. It's a good time. Oh, good. Nice. Um, yep. Um, so then this fucking angel attacks, and uh, the kids eventually get it to the center of the HQ. They board the, they board the Avas. And again, there's no power, and the Avas are battery-powered, so they have to, they have, like, two minutes, basically. They have to, like, um, and... And if you remember in the first episode, there's like this elevator that brings all the Avas up to ground level. Well, they don't have that, so they don't because they don't have power. So they have to like manually like shimmy up the elevator shaft, like the oh. the shaft that takes the the Avas up. Um. So the what happens is that spider cr climbs and like crawls over the Ava, the elevator shaft. And this picture is the spider angel crying acid down into the elevator shaft where the kids are in their Avas. So they Yikes. have to like. So they have to like do like a like an army crawl up like they both put their backs against each other and like simultaneously and like, like yeah like crawl up yeah. this is really this is really good for an audio format 
Uh, <laughs> so like, kind of like sideways walk up. It's Emperor's then, uh, New Groove. So Emperor's yeah, New Groove. That was what the image. That was the image I had. Too. It's Emperor's New Groove. Yes, <laughs> thank you, Matt. Yes. Good. Um, so Ray, one of them has to shield the other two while Ray goes and like grabs their rifles and then throws them up to Shinji while he fires through the elevator shaft and blows up the uh, the spider. It, it's a cool moment. So our next angel, we got another angel down. That's nine angels down. Um, so next episode, we get a little bit of. So this is this is. We're almost getting to the halfway point. Um, we have a lot of questions. We don't have a lot of answers. In true lost fashion, we're going to get more questions than answers, of course. <laughs> Great. Um, so <laughs> we, we go back to, we open episode 12 with um, Second Impact, AD 2000. So we haven't really seen Second Impact yet. We've only seen pictures. So this is the first real flashback that we see. Um, we see a young girl in purple hair, um, which we immediately recognize as Misato, um, being put into an escape pod by uh by her father this is he's like coughing up blood we assume that this is her father this is dr katsuragi um the we hear just like fucking chaos outside like like howling like um things shit's exploding like everything is crazy this is like the first scene in superman where like superman's uh parents are the uh are like was it superman no star yeah. trek fuck well i'm thinking of star trek but also superman like yeah. imagine superman being taken you know being like flighted out of um Oh, Krypton. 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 Yeah, yeah. Krypton. yeah. Thank you. I know comics. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have a podcast about comics. Um, anyway, so that it's very much like that. Like she's the she's, so we see that she was there. She was there in a, in the Antarctica excavation point, like at where the second impact happened. And we also oh, find God. out that she was the sole survivor. Oh, um, so, yeah. So it's like pretty fucked up. She was taken to the um, what it was what what is now Nerve, but she was taken to the base. And, like, she didn't talk for years. She was just, like, she just sat in a chair, and she was, like, basically mute for years. So, like, the trauma of her going through this thing, like, it, it was a, it changed her life, obviously. Of course. Yeah. As it would. And now it is manifested into alcoholism. Exactly. You're, now you're getting it, yep, Matt. I'm now putting it together. <laughs> I'm getting there. Welcome to Evangelion, my dudes. Um, so we see for the, we also see for the first time the actual uh, South Pole, and it's just, like, a wasteland. It's just a sea of, of, like, floating ice like floating like icebergs um it look mm. the imagery is really cool because they they always show the northern lights but there's like just it's just a sea like it and it's like the colors are like the the water is like kind of dark purple and you get a lot of like reds and grays in the sky so it, it looks very ominous. it's really now this is where i do need to point out antarctica it does have land under it um the northern lights would not be in the south um, pole and yeah that's a good point. i'm i'm it's, a huge wet blanket no, no, that's a good point. Are there, what is, is there an equivalent? This is a dumb question. The is Aurora Borealis. Is it the Aurora That's what it is. The Aurora I don't know. Borealis. It just sounds, if no one Wait, argues, then the it's right. is the Aurora Borealis also the Northern yes, Lights? Yes, the Aurora Borealis is the Northern Lights. There's, there's some green shit in the sky, okay? There's green shit in the sky. It's not the Aurora Borealis. Okay. Hand wave, Me. hand wave, hand wave. <laughs> good. Thank you for pointing that out. That's a good question. I do not want to be added. Go on. All right. So we got our, so now present day, present day, we've got our 10th angel. This angel is, so now we start to see that the angels aren't just on Earth, but they're in space. Hmm. Um, this angel is just a giant floating eye. And okay. if you look at image 10, it is a giant floating it eye. It is that cries exactly meteors. that. This it's, looks, I, obviously I know Ava came before Pokemon, but it looks so much like unknown. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah. It's a giant unknown that cries meteors into onto planets. <laughs> Which is way no, more metal dang. than the normal unknown. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's which is also an Iron Maiden album cover. So there you go. Hey. <laughs> um, so we are now at the point where um Ray's unit zero is in working order. So we've got all three pilots ready to go. We saw them all working together in the first episode. Now they're like in sync. They're they're all working together. We're we got the whole team together. Um we get a little exposition here. Um Shinji asks, so Shinji again, he's our good little insightful boy. Um, he does things like ask people why they do what they do because he's a weirdo and he's a he's a quiet, pensive, intense weirdo. Um, normal people wouldn't ask them in times of war, like they wouldn't say, like, why do you fight the thing? But um Shinji asks Asuka why she pilots the Ava. And this is this comes really this comes into play a lot later, but it's really important for character development. And um, you know, Asuka's like her answer is like because I want to be the best, like obviously, um, like why, why would, you, why wouldn't I pilot the idea? Like it's just like she, it's a very weird question to her, and uh, she's like, well, why, why do you pilot the Ava? And Shinji goes, I don't know. These the lukewarm, the lukewarm response as to why do you pilot the giant fighting robot that like physically hurts you. So yeah. part of part of his character development will be like realizing why he's doing it. Yep. Right at right at the key moment to like come back to life or whatever and save the day. Yeah, kind how, of, but he's not going to save the day I? because this is a tragedy and nothing good happens in Evangelion. Mm, okay. Mm. Gotcha. Um, so that well, again, that's going to come in play a little later. Um, we also get Misato's backstory. So I think she, Oh, she just talks to Shinji. So again, like there's a lot of, there's a, I'm, I'm skipping over a lot of characterization, but Shinji and Misato have gotten pretty close. Like she is the closest thing he's ever going to have to a family. Um, and, and I, I love their relationship. I think it's really like, again, I, I didn't get it when I was 16, but I get it now. Like when I was 16, she was just like the hot older chick that hung out. But like, now I'm like, Oh, like that's a really, she's a really interesting. Um, she's definitely flawed, you know, but she has her reasons to be, um, we hear that Misato's father was a researcher and there's a lot of similarities. And the reason why Misato, um, connects so well with Shinji is she sees a lot of herself in him through his relationship with his father. Her relationship with her father was very similar. He was cold. He was distant. He was, you know, you're seeing, you're getting a lot of early threads of dark science, which like, hey, if you like dark science, baby, have I got a, have I got a show for you. Um, so he was engulfed by his research. He had never had time for his family. His mother, res- her mother resented him. She resented him, yada, yada, yada. Um, and he died, of course, at the second impact. And uh, she hates her father, but she hates the angels more. And he kind of like in this in this um, insight journey, Shinji asks her like, "Why do you work for Nerve? Like, why do you fight the angels?" And, and her answer is basically like more or less like revenge. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, so we get to the fight. The what happens is they don't really fight the giant eyeball. They just have to. They they the the computer through supercomputer magic finds that it's going to cry a meteor at a particular location. So the kids have to have to all three like use their combined powers of their AT fields to stop the meteor because mm. the meteor could v- literally be a, wait for it, third impact. Oh. Oh. Thank you for that, that fake revelation. <laughs> <laughs> um, we they, try. Of course, they succeed. They, they stop the meteor, and we hear um, Gendo's on the radio, and he says, good work, Shinji. Aw. Uh, yeah. Actual praise. Yeah, from... like maybe this relationship will start to heal, and they can actually... It, yeah, it doesn't, does it? They don't, do they? So what happens is, um, <laughs> so Shinji, so we hear we hear Shinji. Um, I, I don't remember if it's an actual or just him like thinking, like in, introspection. 
he says, oh, I guess I, sh- I pilot the Ava so people, so to please my father. Mm. Uh, That's great. Oh, I, um, boy. <laughs> Poor boy. We are 12 episodes in, and we still don't know just why the angels are there. Correct. I hate that. <laughs> like I get, I get that. Like that is yeah. probably something that will be addressed. But I it is personally, addressed, it is I hate addressed, it. But it, it is definitely a question. And and like I said, this is the part of the show where this gets into a little bit of lost territory, where you have a lot of questions, you don't have a lot of answers. We actually are going to start to get some answers. Or the fact that they showed an eyeball in the first episode. And they're like, or the second episode. They're like, oh look, this thing has a weird eyeball. Never mind. Never talking about it again. Bye. It'll come up. It'll come up again, Todd. Yeah, don't you worry. <laughs> um, so the next episode, we don't a- we don't get a lot of Shinji. Um, we're gonna get we focus more. The next couple episodes are gonna focus more into into Nerve and the dissension that exists in Nerve. Now there are a lot more people at Nerve that I haven't talked about. Um, quite frankly, they're kind of minor characters, but they're always there. Like the it's kind of like the pilot and the person that's like the you know the lieutenant and the person like the people that always sit in the command center like. They are characters. They're pretty one-dimensional. They're just like, Commander, what do we do? You know. Yeah. But uh, whatever. Um, there is another really important character that I haven't mentioned yet, and uh, that is Ritsuko. Um, Ritsuko Akagi. Uh, Ritsuko is Misa- Misato's best friend. Um, Ritsuko is the lead researcher. Um, so basically, Nerve, and this is another cool thing, like kind of, kind of um, ahead of its time. Like Nerve is essentially run by two women. Like that's pretty cool. Oh yeah, Inter- that's cool. Hmm. Yeah, uh, with the exception of Gendo Ikari, but Ikari's Gendo's rarely there. Like he's kind of he's off talking with the you know the the megalomaniacs um, and trying to get more money from the council. So it really, like the day to day operations is 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 more or less Misato and Ritsuko. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, it's cool, and and they're both like I I can't stress enough. Like they're really cool characters. Um, I like their relationship a lot. You know, they're like. Ritsuko is the cold um, scientist, but like, you know, she's still, she's like a person. She's not a, she's not a villain like Gendo is, but she still is like, you know, she's not really good with emotions. She doesn't really know people. She'd more be preferred to, to, you know, be by herself. Whereas Misato is a very passionate, very like emotions on her, right? Whereas her emotions on her sleeve, you know, very like gregarious person. Like she loves people and she loves being around. She's very flirty. She's very like talkative and their relationship makes sense. Um, like as a as a character, um, they're friends from college. They've known each other for a long time. They've both kind of like grown up in the ranks uh, within. Um, so the reason I say that this is this is in majorly in part a Ritsuko episode. Um, so we're introduced oh, okay. to the the Magi again. That's the supercomputer. Rem- remember that runs Nerve. Um, Magi was built by Ritsuko's mom. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So we kind of get this is so this is a cool parallel that I I, I noticed. Um, nerve is a lot, a lot like shield, hmm. um, where we get a lot of parallels with like the people that run it now. It was built by all of their parents. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Mm. So nice. You get a lot of like Howard Stark and Peggy Carter, uh, like yeah. you know, mm-hmm. it's like Gendo and um, Ritsuko's mom, and then Misato's dad was a part of the salute. There was it. It wasn't Nerve. It was a different organization, which we'll hear later. But right. the, the seeds of everything was basically planted by. The, our main character's parents. So that's the through line with everybody. And I'm sure it's a whole metaphor on <laughs> on trauma and uh, being uh, raised with trauma. And- oh, Kyle. Sweet, sweet Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one is, this is kind of an interesting one. I, there's nothing much to see. If you look at picture 11, it, this, there's, it, it's kind of like, it's hard to suss out, but basically our, 
our next angel, our eleventh angel, is a cyber attack. Oh. Um, it it the angel interfaces with the magi and atta- and attacks the computer. And again, this was 1994, guys. Like people didn't know how to write coding, <laughs> so like. <laughs> It's like it's attacking the mainframe. It's hacking into the system. You know, it's very much like that. Things things that you can say and people will probably just accept them. It's very much computer word. This is kind of the um the scene in like Age of Ultron where like Ultron and Jarvis are talking in Yes. Cyberspace. Yes. Very similar. Yeah. Good 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 comparison. Absolutely. Gotcha. Um, so the whole episode is about them trying to combat this supercomputer, this like virus, basically, like the angel that's infected the supercomputer. Um, this is where you learn that the Magi is built of three individual systems, um, all named for the three wise men, um, Melchior, Balthas, Balthasar, and one other. I forget. And the third one. <laughs> and that other and the third one. The, the, the frankincense one. I don't know. <laughs> 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 um, but I, again, like, it, it's a cool concept. It's not my favorite. Um, it's, it's basically like Ritsuko, you know, kind of figuring out how to, she has to blow up the computer, essentially, like, destroy the computer to save the computer kind of thing. Um, so she mm. does a bunch of computer things and saves the, saves the day the angels defeat. So, great. Yay. Nice. Um, we also, so there's this kind of B-plot with Gendo creating um, his, his launch. He's trying to start running Ava's without pilots. And when you, when you first hear this, you're like, oh, okay, that's cool. Like, way to go, Gendo. Like, you're trying to keep the kids out of harm's way by, like, sending the, pi- sending the Ava's out remotely. I'm sure nothing bad will happen there. <laughs> Seems fine. It'll be fine. Um, also, oh, also we learned that they actually transplanted, like, Ritsuko... At one point, she takes them to the processing unit of the computer, and uh, they, Misato says something, and she's like, well, it's because this is my mother. Or it's like, no, I've never seen your mother's work. And you, she's like, you've never seen, or it's like, you're actually seeing my mother. Basically, they transplanted her, Ritsuko's mother into the computer. That's a thing. Oh, okay. It's like an Arnim Zola kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah. Man, Marvel's weird too, huh? I know, right? <laughs> Marvel, well, Mar- or Marvel really just pulled from Evangelion and... <laughs> It yeah. doesn't want us to know. Yeah, maybe. So now we're 11 angels down. Um, we're at episode 14. This is the show is telling you basically this is the halfway point. The first half of episode 14 is so bold to actually be a clip show. Um, <laughs> Which is nuts. <laughs> Fuck you. Which is nuts. A clip show in 26 episodes? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. That, that's why like, I have in my notes like it's a goddamn clip show. Okay. <laughs> um, but there is a reason why they do it. It's, it's Gendo delivering his very doctored report to the council. Uh, mm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call the council what they are. They're called Zile, um, which also, that's not nefarious. No, <laughs> this, no This is turning not. straight into a Fire Emblem plot. Um, so the Zile is, it, we, see, we start to see a rift between Gendo and Zile. Um, Zile is clearly the one funding all this because, again, they have giant robots that blow up the goddamn city every month and everyone's just totally cool with it. Um, but like someone's funding this somewhere, so we get the idea. It's like, okay, this is the council. This is the council. These are all the the bureaucrats, the the uh, the the megalomaniacs who are funding this craziness. The the shadow money people. The yeah. shadow money. This is the shadow money. So this is the first half is Gendo delivering his very doctored report of what happened with all the angel attacks to the shadow. Um, we also get other words. This is the first mention of the human instrumentality project. This is the first mention of the Dead Sea Scrolls. So Gendo, Gendo does his Gendo pose, which 
His uh, hands are in front of his mouth, and he says, the Dead Sea Scrolls have foretold all of this. Good. Ooh. Perfect. Yep. Now it's a Did prophecy. Yeah, there's a... <laughs> exactly, Matt. It's a pr- now we're getting into prophecy territory. The prophecy has told us yada, yada, yada. Um, we also... There's a little... They're testing Unit Zero again, and it went bonkers, this time testing Shinji as the pilot. So one of the things they're trying to do is they're trying to swap all the pilots around, putting Shinji in Zero, uh, Ray in One, and it doesn't work very well. Um, so this tells us that, okay, well, all of these... Again, hey, guys, do you, do you know why? Like, why are kids piloting these things? Because power of friendship? That's what Purity I was going to say. No, it's, it's uh, like no. kids, kids' brains are weak and easily manipulated to <laughs> meld with other brains. That's, that's closer. When you started to say kids, all I could think was kids say the darndest things and that Bill Cosby's behind it pulling some weird strings from the 90s, but that got real dark, so no, I don't wouldn't know. That, wouldn't that be a twist if Bill Cosby was in this anime? <laughs> all, these tests, all these tests basically are designed to uh, to play with the idea or to show you the audience that it has to be kids and it has to be these kids um, piloting these these death machines and there really isn't any other option is it because I'll, I'll stop guessing after this something similar to why they put the mom of the one person in the supercomputer they're just playing around with brains and computers we'll get there good <laughs> all right go on <laughs> Uh, okay, so episode 15, we're now hitting the halfway point of the series. Um, we've, got, we've got Gendo. This is where things start to get pretty, pretty nutso. Gendo's got a lot of irons in the fire. That's literally my, my line here. Um, Gendo's working on a lot of side, side hustles, <laughs> one of which is the Human Instrumentality Project. The other project is the Dummy Plug Project. The Dummy Plug is Gendo's uh, plan to pilot an Ava without anybody in. Again, mm. sounds pretty legit. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds, sounds great. Um, oh, re- remember uh, Ryoji Kaji, the scumbag with a ponytail? Yeah. Most definitely. He's a double agent. He's, a, uh, he's been in, yeah. Oh, who could have seen that he was a, a bad guy coming? With who? Yeah. Who's the other side? I'm with Kyle on this. What, with who's, with it's who? It's basically nerve v not nerve. And we don't really know. It doesn't really matter. It's like the government or whatever. <laughs> yeah. All right, fine. <laughs> Yeah, remember though, Nerve is a Nerve is basically Blackwater. Like they're this private military organization. They have been mm. given what is essentially like complete security clearance, like absolute absolute authority to do quote whatever is necessary. And this comes into play really later. And it's like who's pulling the strings here? Nobody. Gotcha. Got it. Because because the end of the world. Mm. So Good. again, like if there were giant monsters attacking the city. And there was no way to stop it other than this one organization. Who do you think is going to be in charge? But who is against that? Who is against, like, who is Kajai mm. being a different, a double uh, agent? The resistance, Kyle. The goddamn the resistance. resistance. <laughs> yeah, we don't really know. It, again, it's not incredibly important because of the way that the things play out. But uh, okay. we assume it's like the government. Like okay. the because the UN basically like owns Nerve more or less, but they have no control over it. So like we can assume gotcha. it's, it's some representative. It's like of the, the UN. UN trying to trying to rein in exactly like they're reining in. Gotcha, Gendo. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, Shinji is oh so uh, we hear that Shinji's supposed to meet up with Gendo, and again he's like oh I have to meet up with him. It's like it's that day. We hear it's the anniversary of Shinji's mom's death. Mm. Um, so they go to uh, she died 11 years ago 
Shinji and Gendo go to see, visit her grave. Um, Gendo is a cold, cold motherfucker. Um, there's a, I wrote this down. So at this point, Shinji is still like, he wants to please his father, right? He, he has incredible abandonment issues. I mean, he was literally abandoned as a child um, to live with this stranger teacher that, you know, whatever. Um, his only family member is this person, this megalomania, megalomaniac who runs this crazy Blackwater organization, and he just wants to connect with him. Um, Shinji says something like, I'm glad we got to do this. And Gendo's response is, I see. <laughs> cool. Well, then. Wow. <laughs> so um, Gendo totally killed his wife, right? Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, we get this last scene where Gendo is taken away by a helicopter. Not with Shinji. Shinji's left to walk home. Um, and Gendo, <laughs> wow. we see Gendo. Yeah. We see Gendo walk into this dark science lab and we see this like there's just these tanks everywhere and there's this one huge tank in the center and we just see ray submerged in this tank of water with like all these like wires around her and they're just like studying her and my notes say oh god what is gendo doing to ray (laughs) (laughs) which is a fair question um we also get another big reveal um adam so we heard we heard the term adam before it can't we can't let the angels get to adam Adam is the first angel. Adam is the first angel. And also, hey, guess what? It's still alive and it's hung up in the basement of Nerve HQ. Oh, good. Oh, terrific. Nice. Exactly where it should be. So that's going to be the, the big third act battle. Yeah, we it. have our big motive. So what's happening is the angels are trying to get that. And that is why the angels keep attacking. And that is why they keep going ex- directly for the Avas and for Nerve, because they're trying to get to Adam. Mm. I have an assumption and I'm going to state that assumption in the form of a question. Um, so Shinji is like a normal kid. Uh, Asuka is like a normal kid. Yep. But uh, Ray is like Mewtwo and was built for this by Gendo. Question mark. Mm, interesting. interesting. I, 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 I'll simplify it and say Ray is probably like the most experimented on of the three and has is kind is more like Nebula from uh, mm. the MCU, since we're tying this all back into the MCU. <laughs> it's weird how many ties there are, and I, I I thought that like I made that Shield connection, but I didn't get I didn't make the Arnim Zola connection, but that's really good. Um, so I went ahead and I googled Adam from Evangelion and <laughs> Evangelion, Evan, Evan, Evanescence, Evan Grape Jellion. <laughs> um and it i'm seeing all sorts of uh more like parallels with uh christianity up in here well yeah if the first oh yep the the imagery now i see it on point well then are you sure todd are you positive (laughs) (laughs) i can't be sure okay so really good theories um interesting takes i think you guys are definitely not going to be disappointed um, so let's get into the next episode, our next angel attack. We're at angel number 12. Um, this, is a, this is just a big old balloon. This is a big old <laughs> black, white, and balloon. Look at that. So it Good. is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sure is. Someone showed up late on angel designing day. It was like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we got it. <laughs> we, already have, we already have the big, uh, the big crystal diamond. Now we just got a big old zebra colored balloon. Um, this one is pretty, pretty nutso. Uh, it doesn't really do anything. It just kind of floats there. 
Um, and they're like, oh, shit, it's an angel. We must kill it immediately. Um, Shinji and Asuka are, you know, bickering back and forth as they do. And Asuka kind of eggs Shinji into taking point. Um, so Shinji is like, fine, I'll do it, and runs and attacks the thing. And immediately this thing, like, starts, like, this black void just appears under, Sh- un- under Unit 1 and Shinji. And it just sucks Shinji into this black void. Oh, bummer. And meanwhile, our B plot is Misato is now like kind of in on it. Like she's learning all of these dark secrets about nerve. And she like she kind of like gets Ritsuka against the wall and like points a gun at her and is basically like, just what are the Avas? Like, tell me. Oh, because she oh, knows wow. that mm. like while Ritsuko is her best friend, like she trusts her. She also knows that Ritsuko knows more than she lets her. Ritsuko has this 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 connection to Gendo, to Ikari, that, that no one else has. So she's kind of on this inner circle, and Misato is learning through our friend Kaji, because guess what? They're boning. Um, Kaji is learning a lot about the dark secrets of Nerve, and we learn all of these things through Misato. Um, so that'll be, that'll be more important later. Shinji is... So we go back to Jinji, Shinji. Shinji's trapped inside this shadow angel, and uh, we get a lot of... Toward the end of the series, it gets very introspective. Like I said, it it uses visual. It tries to visually visualize trauma, introspection, and these kind of like almost like coma dreams kind of thing. Um, okay. So this is our first ex- execution of that. We've got Shinji um, inside the the the, sh- the shadow, inside the angel. The angel is losing power, and Shinji's basically on the verge of death. Like he's he's just trapped in this void. His Ava's out of power. He's on life. He's on life support, basically like the the backup battery. And uh, he starts to see visions, like kind of passed out. He's seeing all these things. And uh, it gets very weird, very cerebral. Um, but one of the interesting things is he hears and he, he says he smells his mother. Now, again, like we were just introduced to the concept of his mother. He's never mentioned his mother before the, the last episode, before he went to the grave with, with Gendo or two episodes. Yeah, last episode. Um, yeah. So it's weird that he would just like smell his mother like so very, very clearly. Um, meanwhile, the uh, the other guys are everyone's trying to get Shinji back. They have no idea how to do it, um, and they're like trying to fight the thing, but they can't get near it because it's just going to suck them into the void too. Um, they're like they're trying to figure out a plan. All of a sudden, you see like a picture of that that giant orb, and like a hand just like slices through it. Yeah, and like cuts <laughs> through it. And there's just, there's like blood everywhere, and it's basically like the Ava in beast mode, like birthing itself from. The fucking zebra orb, like Jim Good. Carrey in in <laughs> yeah. Ace Ventura, Ace Ventura, Pet, Ventura. Pet Detective yeah. when nature calls. Yeah, yes. exactly. And, and and similar to that first that first scene from the second episode, it's like in full berserk mode, and there's just blood everywhere. Like the entire city of Tokyo is covered in red goop. Like, it's pretty Good. wild. Um, Misato is horrified. Like there is something going on here that I am not aware of, and I have immediately put my surrogate son or surrogate little brother into danger next episode cool <laughs> hey um oh also there's rumors that gendo murdered Shin- shinji's mother so <laughs> oh yeah rumors. Well, just rumors yeah. like people said that a lot and it's really weird that people why, are just saying that right yeah which is which is part <laughs> of the reason why uh shinji and gendo you know shinji separated himself like he didn't want anything oh. to do with his father mm. yeah mm-hmm. um Ray and Gendo are doing stuff. They're doing shady shit. We don't really know what they're doing, but they're doing shady shit. Now, can since we they're going on secret this. missions. They're not. It's not like gotcha. It's not like 
Gross shit. They're going on secret missions. Good. Yeah, got it. Thank you. Cool. Thank you for clarifying the, the, the shady things they were doing. Yep. Um, oh, we also heard there here there are other Avas. So we've only been introduced to Unit 0, Unit 1, and Unit 2. Um, there are actually there are other Avas. There's a Unit 3 and a Unit 4, and those are in the U.S. Because, of course, they are. Um, there was an Ava 4, Unit 4 in Nevada, but we hear that Nevada was completely blown to hell along with the Ava, the Ava along with it. So, so based is, on everything I know about um, Japanese depictions of Americans, do these mm-hmm. Avas um, have cowboy hats and, <laughs> yeah. and sidearms? Big, big cowboy hats and American flags, and they're smoking a cigar. Um, Ava 4 got blown to hell, so U.S. is saying, fuck this Ava nonsense. We're sending this back. Take this thing back. So the U.S. sends Ava Unit 3 back to Japan. Um, so they need a pilot. They, they try to use that, that dummy plug, the automatic pilot, but it doesn't work. Um, so they need a new child pilot because, of course, they do. Um, they find the child pilots through this program called the Marduk Institute, which on the surface is, you know, kind of like a, an elite training facility that's trying to find the best and the brightest. Really, it's nothing, and it's a fun <laughs> and it's just a computer using a very specific algorithm in a very mm. specific pool of people. And this very specific pool of people we find is Suzuhara. Uh, you guys remember Suzuhara? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shinji's like friend. Only for yes. one and only friend in this entire yeah. dark, fucked up world. Dummy, yes. dummy Pete or whatever we called him. <laughs> dummy, <laughs> dummy Joey. Dummy Pete. There it is. Um, Suzuhara is tapped as the fourth child and it's a big secret and Misato finds out and she's like what the fuck like what is this this is not right um she's like there has to be a reason and and Ritsuka reveals that all of the kids were picked all of the candidates the only pool of candidates was Shinji's class ah oh okay so interesting there's a yeah exactly so there's more at play here there's a reason why this person was chosen this next episode, we get we get a lot about Suzuhara kind of sulking around. Um, we also through Suzuhara we see just the absolute ruin. Like we see the 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 very quick descent from Tokyo Three becoming a bustling metropolitan area to Tokyo Three just becoming a war. Um, every mm-hmm. episode, more and more kids are gone from the class. Like it starts like that. That class starts as a full class, and by the half by the the two thirds of the end of the show, it's just like four kids. Oh, every that, show. So does this show like have the time to to show Senji Shinji in class every episode? It, like, not every episode, but he does. Okay. There's he does okay. pretty frequently. Um gotcha. but, but because what's happening is people are evacuating, people are leaving, people are like saying mm-hmm. fuck this. We get a new kaiju every 3 days. Like I'm not living in this garbage. Like <laughs> this is stupid. Um and it, and things as things become more and more dire it becomes more and more senseless. Like you're, you're asking yourself, like, what are they saving? Like all this is, is all they are saving is nerve. And again, very intentional. Gotcha. Um, so Suzuhara doesn't want to be the pilot. Um, you remember there was a history with his sister's accident. This is, this is obviously like very ironic and very intentional. Um, Suzuhara is, he has to do it. And, uh, nerve shows up to school and pulls him out of school and that's it. It's done. Um, they, Misato takes Suzuhara to run the test for Ava Unit 3. Um, Shinji also, at this point, doesn't know. He's the only person that doesn't know. Misato doesn't have the heart to tell, them, tell him, but everyone else finds out, which this will come into play later. So they take Suzuhara to train or to, uh, you know, to fit in this Ava, and everything goes sh- real bad real quick. Um, 
The Ava immediately rejects it. The sink rate goes off the charts. Um, Suzuhara is knocked out. And, uh-oh, it's an angel, y'all. Oh, no. Oh, That's no. suboptimal at best. Yeah. Oh, dang. <laughs> oh, no. Ava Unit 3 is an angel. Picture 13 shows a really good headshot of this thing. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It does indeed. Yeah, it done, it done gone me an angel, y'all. So um, now we got to fight a- Ava Unit 3. And fucking Gendo comes without a beat, says, dispatch Unit 1 to deal with it. Mm, good. So sh- all Shinji is told is that he has to kill an angel. And he's, he goes in like the good little boy he is and goes off to kill the angel and says, wait, that's an Ava. Wait, there could be a kid on board. Wait, I'm not going to kill this thing that obviously is a kid that's just like me piloting this thing who's probably knocked out like I have been several times. Uh, Which is fair. Yeah, it's a good realization to have, right? Yeah, totally. Um, Well, remember I said Misato was out testing Ava Unit 3. Um, Misato's still, like, way, like, miles away, so Gendo's in charge. Gendo's taking over Misato's role as, like, the, the main commanding officer. And Shinji's saying, no, I won't do this. No, you can't make me. And Gendo says, fine turn on autopilot mm. oh no so Ooh, that's not the great. dummy remember that remember the autopilot program like the the uh we can control their avas remotely yeah yeah so this is where gendo turns on the autopilot and makes shinji watch himself kill this like destroy this ava unit oh, oh no. no oh no mm. it's fucked up and uh he it just goes and again like because it's on autopilot the thing goes full beast mode and is just like ripping the Ava unit apart. Um, Shinji watches this whole thing because he's like, he's just trapped inside this, this prison, basically watching himself mutilate this other, this other person who, and then it gets so bad where like, it's like ripping it apart. It it's dead. Like the Ava unit three is absolutely very, very, very dead. And it keeps going and it keeps going. He pulls out Mm. the entry plug, like the pilot cockpit. And, it, and there's a scene where the Ava unit has it in its hand. And Shinji's like, no, stop, please, no, stop. And he's like trying to like, he's all his might. He's trying to like stop from thing. And, and Gendo says, do it. And it fucking crushes oh, the entry plug in its hand. Like it didn't need to do that. Yeah. Oh. And then it ends with that, with that, that signature Shinji blood curdling scream. Um, actually, no, it doesn't end with that. It ends with, um, Misato getting <laughs> probably back on something the line. way worse. He's like, he's like, why, why, father, why, why would you make me do this? And then we hear Misato on the line. She's like, Shinji, Shinji, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, Shinji, the the fourth pilot, the fourth pilot is, and then we see like the crushed remains of Suzuhara on the ground, and Shinji, oh, and, then, and then Shinji's signature blood curdling scream. Oh wow, boy. Yep. Uh, my note here is just fuck, man, this show. <laughs> <laughs> This show is rough. So I'm looking at your notes. There's something about autopilot, how the autopilot's created. Did you want to skip that? Or yeah, did you wanna... so um, that, that was, it was, the autopilot was created by downloading Ray's personality. Oh, good. Oh. The brainwashed, emotionless one. Let's pick yeah, her yeah. personality for things. Exactly. So episode 19 opens on a very dour note. Um, Shinji is done. Shinji's out. He's never going to pilot an Ava again. He's horrified. He's just basically murdered his best friend or thought he murdered his best friend. Fortunately, we do find that Suzuhara is still alive, albeit very, very injured, um, but he's not dead. Oh, 
Well, that's good. Um, now, this is where it gets interesting because remember the first time Shinji ran away, it was you have to face your fears. You have to, you know, be a man. You have to um, overcome the obstacles to do the thing and save everybody. Um, he runs away again, but this this is very different. Like, this is like, no, Shinji, get out. Like, get out. This is a bad thing. Like, you're not yeah. saving, and, and nobody's around. Like, you're not saving anybody at this point. You're literally just doing what your father tells you. And yeah. this is this is why Gendo is such a great villain, because Gendo has manipulated every single person in this, in this team. And he will continue to manipulate everyone else to do exactly what he wants. And he will win. Oh, good. <laughs> because this is that's a tragedy. Not a, that's not bumming me out. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I just like I'm like Shinji, get out of there! Don't go back. You can just be happy. I want you to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is, but this, but but because of the of the um, because of all this manipulation, everyone's like Shinji, you're just a coward. Shinji, you're just running away. And Shinji comes to that same realization that he came in that episode one and saying, "I have to stay. I have to fight." Mm. And it's so hard. Great. Um, enter the fourteenth angel. Um, this one, we're back to more of a, a more standardized kaiju. This just looks like a big like sack of flour with tape dispenser arms or toilet paper <laughs> dispenser arms. And a moose knuckle going on yeah. down there in the crotch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big old, big, old, big old moose knuckle camel toe situation. Yeah, oh. it's, uh, it's real dumpy looking. Um, this thing is just, is just wreaking havoc. And right now, I mean, if we take stock of everybody, um, Shinji's gone. Uh, Ray and Asuka are there, um, but Ray is um, Ray's unit is a disaster. Ray's unit hasn't been working, so they try to have Ray pilot Ava Unit One, and that's not going very well. So really, it's up to Asuka, and uh, Asuka does not win. Asuka gets trashed. Uh, she does not. She cannot solo this thing. Um, we see. We watch Shinji like taking the train. You know his 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 card has been his security clearance has been revoked. Like everyone has cut ties. Like. His phone has been disconnected. Like he has no ties to nerve. Um, he can't even contact Misato to say goodbye. Like he's out. He's totally. He's oh. out of five. Um, mm. He is. He takes a train. Uh, we see the angel attack. He then goes into one of the evacuation centers with the rest of the. I'll call them refugees at this point because that's really what it is. This is a war-torn refugee situation. Yeah. And uh, he's in the middle of this evacuation center, listening to his. He's always got a Walkman. He's listening to music and just like sitting in the corner and. The, the head of Ava Unit 2, the severed head of Ava Unit 2 crashes through the ceiling of the evacuation center. Oh, no. Oh, oh, man. Like, Yikes. Like, it's very much like, if it wasn't so dour, it would be like the Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, coming back, like, beginning of Commando, like, they're bringing me back in for one last job. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. like, Shinji's got to go back in for one last job because, like, oh, that's his friend's severed head robot. Cool. Yeah. Mm. So. Great. Yep. So uh, Shinji goes back. Um, Shinji, again, I mentioned Unit 1 wasn't, wasn't reacting at all. So Shinji goes back and faces his father. And his father's like, why are you here? And he's like, because I have to, you fucking megalomaniacal yeah. asshole. Um, we also are revealed, I mentioned this earlier, um, when the, the Avas are attacking Nerve, they are attacking Nerve to come in contact with Adam. If in, or sorry, the angels. When the, the angels are attacking to come in contact with Adam, the angels are looking for Adam as the first angel. They are trying to make contact. If they make contact with Adam, that will be the third impact. Just like Adam's, just oh. like when Adam appeared, a third impact will oh. happen if an angel makes contact with another angel. 
How do we Good. know that? Magi hand wavy explanation. Oh, that's fair. Because because plot. Well, it's like tag. When somebody's in jail, you just have to touch their hand, and then they can get out and be good at tag again. So Adam was just the best angel at breaking stuff, and now one of the other angels has got to go let him break stuff again. That's fair. (laughs) That's what it is. That's the story. Um, So we've got Shinji in a very similar and echoing the original that first episode. Um, Ray goes out there to basically kamikaze herself. She, her, her robot is trashed. So she goes up, she like straps a landmine to herself and just tries to blow up the thing and doesn't oh, no. succeed. So Shinji's like, well, uh, beans, I guess I got to go back and save <laughs> the day. Um, so here's our good, good boy saving the day. And, uh, and hey, guess what? Unit one is still fucked up. It goes into full beast mode. And uh, I'm going to show you a picture. If you go to the Evangelion in the Avas uh, section, go to s- picture number six. Oh, damn. Oh, shit. I love this. E. Oh, man. <laughs> That's <laughs> this is I don't so like fucking that at all. cool. So for those of you, again, listening at home, if you're not looking at this picture right now, um, Evangelion Unit 1 has gone complete beast mode. That eye that appeared is popping out. It's got teeth. It's got actual human limbs. So in this fight, it goes full-on craziness. Shinji is not doing anything because Shinji is still refused to actually pilot the Ava. Um, he's not doing anything. The Ava is doing all the work itself, and it just goes apeshit. It actually, when it attacks the angel, it, it gets it down and it eats its inside. The Ava unit eats the other, in, like devours the other angel to, to eat its S2 drive. The S2 drive is like the like the heart, basically. The, the battery that powers oh, everything. So okay. it, it is it has absorbed the other angel's S2 drive. It's like it's it's being through osmosis, through digesting it. This thing is fucking scary as shit. So yeah. when you see it in the next episode, they they like chain it up and tape it up. And it looks like a it looks like a like a terrifying mummy almost. Like it's all bandaged up. It's got the one eye open. It's got these teeth. Like it's like dripping blood from it it's pretty fucking rad it is exactly mummy mon from digimon like yeah exactly (laughs) obviously obviously again ava came first but like it's the same the same thing yeah that's good that's really good there's a scene where it's fighting that that 14th angel and it gets it rips the ava's arm off and then the ava grows an arm like grows like a human ass arm oh Oh boy so yeah there's uh there's some shit going on with these Avas, y'all. Um, and, and we hear from Gendo, all going according to plan. The Dead good, Sea Scroll. Good. All according to the Dead Sea Scroll. As the prophecy <laughs> foretold. As the prophecy foretold. Um, so this next episode, there's no angel. It's all, again, another introspective episode. Shinji's been lost, so there's no... Um, they, have, they have actually like a live video feed inside the, the entry plug inside the cockpit, and there's nobody there. Shinji's gone. Oh. Shinji has been completely absorbed inside the Ava. We don't really know how, oh. but it's happened. Hmm. Um, so he's been assimilated. So the Ava has, it, they call it, they say he's achieved 400% synchronization. <laughs> what? Oh. Okay. Wow. That's that good, that good corporate spin. He's been, he's been completely assimilated. So the nerve team has to try to re- reconstruct his body from the quantum imprint of Shinji's personality that's still in the entry plug. Yada yada yada. Um, I just said fucking Gendo, this Mennonite-looking piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, yeah, Gendo sucks. Um, this is this most of this episode is a crazy coma dream. We see a lot of flashbacks to Shinji being born. Um, more about his mother. He smells his mother. Not the first time he's felt his dead mother in, while inside the Ava. Uh. Mm. Theories, theories, theories. Um, we get a flashback. We get a flashback, like I said, to Shinji being born, and we hear a a much different, a much more emotional, much more human-sounding version of Gendo, um, and what we assume to be Shinji's mom. And uh, she says, "What should we name? What should we name the child?" And Gendo says, "If it's a boy, Shinji. If it's a girl, Ray." There it is. Uh, yeah, that was what Gasp. we were waiting for. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. So we've got a lot of exposition in this episode. So again, you guys can make your own theories, but we're going to get some questions. After a whopping 33 days, Shin- Shinji is just spat out by the Ava, just his naked body laying in a pool of pool of goo. Um, and he's, he's fine. He's good. Everything's fine. Because anime. Yeah. Because, um, and then another tie, the Matrix. Yes. Um, we end this episode ends with Misato. Um, so again, at this point, Misato Akaji is 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 essentially an informant. Akaji is trying to give Misato all this this information. Um, her question, she's asking things like, "What's the true purpose of Nerve? What's Commander Akari really trying to do?" Nobody knows. So, Commander Akari or Gendo basically is off the rails. He's he is fulfilling his own agenda that is dissimilar from Nerve and that is detached from even the Shadow Council's point delay like gendo is just is is uh, a school of one good that's important he is on his own yep um so this next episode this is where um 21 and 22 we get this is this is all our exposition this is all our backstory this is going to tell us how nerve came to be how all of the parents like this is basically our our original shield this is howard stark getting the original team together um it starts with uh, a flashback to the second impact, but now we're actually seeing security cam footage, the real story from the Antarctica site. And there was absolutely no meteor. It was just Adam. And it wasn't Adam coming back. It was Adam actually exploding from the, the site. So Adam was something that has existed for a long time. It was Adam mm. becoming active. Ah, mm. got gotcha. it. Which is a big difference, which explains why, you know, they're, there's a lot of dark science involved. Dr. Dr. Katsuragi was doing some pretty, pretty janky shit, pretty shady shit. They, uh, they flipped the wrong switch and they activated Adam. Not unlike a Mewtwo situation. Yep. Mewtwo and Detective Pokemon, or Detective Pikachu. Um, okay, so Zile abducts Gendo's right-hand man, another, another old white man who doesn't matter. His name is Fuyutsuki. Um, Fuyutsuki is kind of like the Howard Stark of the situation. He put together this team, but he is by no means the mastermind. Um, Fuyutsuki used to be a professor. His, um, one of his students was uh, a woman by the name of Ikari. That would be Shinji's Ooh. mom, Yui Ikari. Um, Yui Ikari introduces Fuyutsuki to uh, Gendo Rokobungi. <laughs> oh. That sounds sure. like a um, TV streaming service. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Gendo Rokobungi was a piece of shit, even as a young guy, worked for some sketchy organization that nobody trusted. Um, and it was, it was related to the second impact. It related to Misato's father. The, that organization is, second, wait one second, named Gehirn. G-E-H-I-R-N. Gehirn. Um, Gehirn. Gehirn is what eventually turned into Nerf. Is 
So is this um, Shadow Council supposed to be sound like Zeal? Is that the... It's it's hmm. spelled S-E-E-L-E, but it's pronounced Zeele. Okay. Yeah, but, but more or less. Okay. Um, okay, so let's see. This is how this whole team came together. Yui and Gendo married. Gendo took Yui's name, so Gendo Rogobundi became Gendo Akari. Um, Misato, as we know, was the sole survivor. We find out this is actually where we find out Misato was the sole survivor from the second impact. The meteor impact was a total cover up. They wanted to they wanted to hide the story of the of Adam. Um, Gendo's group, Fuyutsuki finds out. So Fuyutsuki is kind of like our our eyes through this whole thing. He is he has been throughout the show serving as Gendo's lieutenant director. He's kind of like the Grand Moff Tarkin to Gendo's Darth Vader. Gotcha. Yeah. Good. Um, good ref. Good pull. Thank you, thank you. Um, that's a name hard to that's hard to remember. Um, so it's weird to see him as like the good guy, but it's clear that he was like brought into this shadowy organization. Um, so Gendo's Gendo's group Gehern basically planned everything. The second impact was a way to get power, um, and they are and they created, and they created the Avas based on Adam. So Ava Unit Zero Zero, Ava Unit Zero is the prototype t- taking pieces of Adam to create a mega. Gotcha. They are build. They are trying to build a god, and here we get Gendo's first megalomaniac plan comes through. So Gendo and his team are trying to build. Okay. Through the eight. We also we I told you um, Ritsuko's mom was part of this team. She was head researcher. She actually isn't a piece of shit like the like Gendo and rest of them. Which is why she tragically gets turned into the. The supercomputer, I'm um, sure. Well, actually, that's a little different. Shinji's mom, okay. Yui's also part of it, but she's kind of like lower rung, so she's not a total piece of shit, but Gendo's super. Gotcha. Um, also, Yui looks a lot like Rei. Ah, uh, good. Okay. Like a lot like. Like the first time, you don't see her face until the, the very end because that is a root. She's got the mm. same haircut. She's got black hair. She's got the same facial structure. Oh, good. There it is. So it's not super creepy um, at all. We get another flashback to, so uh, 2005, um, so the second impact has happened. Um, oh, the Zila, Zile, that Shadow Council, also follows the Dead Sea Scrolls, the prophecy which, say this, which says the, the second second impact or the third impact will happen in 2015, which I will remind you is present. So again, everything going according to plan. Yum, yeah. <laughs> Um, Excellent. Excellent. We get another flashback to 2005. So Gehern is operating in the Geofront, which is, of course, the underground facility that Nerve is today. Um, Yui brings Shinji there. So, oh, shit, Shinji was at Nerve. Like, he doesn't remember it, but he was there as a little kid. Mm. And uh, Shinji was apparently there, we find out, the day Yui died in a freak accident. So Ah, Shinji watched his mom Quote, unquote, accident. Shinji doesn't remember this because he repressed it. Yeah, there it is. he repressed everything about about nerve. He doesn't remember any of that, um, but he was definitely there. And her mom died. His mom died in a freak accident. Gendo was quote forever unchanged. Um, this is where we get into his his divinity speak around the path that leads to evolution, the human instrument, mm. the path that leads into excuse me, the path that leads to divinity. Um, we've got a lot about Gendo trying to play God, create God, trying to surpass God. You know, very much a tower, tower of Babylon kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, we also get another flashback in 2010. So we're time jumping here. Gendo is escorting another very young girl with uh, hair that looks just like Ray. Oh, guess what? It's a young Ray. Ray was also oh, there. Good. Yeah. Uh. Um, 
he was escorting this young child around the bunker, and he gets he uh, um, meets up with uh, Ritsuko's mom. Um, Dr. Akagi, who is putting the finishing touches on the Magi, her new supercomputer. Um, this little child, Ray, has dead eyes because Ray always has dead eyes. And she says, Oh, I thought you had a I thought you had a son. This is a daughter. And Rigendo says, This isn't my child. This is an acquaintance asked me to look after this kid. Sure. And he's just like showing her around. Okay, Gendo. Yeah. 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 Um, so he leaves and and like a Ray, Ray, like he, he leaves with Ray and she comes back later. And she she's just by herself, and and Doctor Akagi's doing that kid the thing that you do with little kids, like oh, do you need me to help you find Gendo? Like I can walk you, and she's like, no, I'm okay. And she's like, well, I can show you something. She's like, no, thank you, old hag. And she's like, oh, what? And she's like, Gendo, or uh, she's like, you're an old hag. Um, Commander Ikari says you're an old hag. And uh, so we find out. So Doctor Akagi, Ritsuko's mom, was in love with Gendo, and there's a scene with them kissing, like after Yui died. Um, Again, because Gendo, oh. Gendo manipulates people. Gendo manipulated her with his <laughs> good. He, he a cold Cause... son of a bitch. Um, God. So Doctor Akagi loses her loses her shit and chokes this starts choking this very young child as one goes, does until until she passes out and then realizes what she what she has done and jumps over and jumps off like leaps off the uh, the the tall balcony that she's into like the the, the warehouse and essentially. Oh, got it. God. So, so um, Ritsuka's mom kills herself um, at, at, inside the bunker, and they shut down Ger- uh, Get, Get Hard or whatever I called it. What did I call it? Get Hair. Get Hair. Thank you. Get, get Hard. Get, get Hard. <laughs> uh, they shut down Get, get Hair, and uh, they, they rename it. They start a new organization with all the same people except for Dr. Akagi and name it. Cool. Rebranding is incredible. Yeah. Yes. So that's uh, that's it. Um, or was I? Um, so they rebrand it into Nerve. Um, so what happened was Zila's working in their own agenda against Gendo. They're trying to out Gendo at this point. They're like, all the angels are almost dead, as foretold by the scrolls. Blah blah blah. Um, we're gonna oust Gendo, and they did so by hiring someone to kidnap Doc Futsu, who's that that deputy director. Um, it is assumed that. Kaji was the one that did it. So Kaji, we find out, is actually working with Zila, is informing Zila on informing on Ken. Um, the rest of Nerve, uh, so some Nerve security agents come because Misato and Kaji are are together. Um, the Nerve security agents put Misato in holding. Uh, they take her to a cell. They take her badge. They take her gun, and she's just sitting in a cell for the entirety of this episode. And then at the end of it, um, Zila releases Fuyatsuki. Subsequently, Nerve releases Misato, and it is assumed that we get a, a final scene of Kaji uh, being shot. He says, and we don't see who shoots him, but it is assumed that Misato gave away, like, because they were meeting in secret, yeah. gave away their, mm. his location to Nerve security, and Nerve security shot him. Kaji. Shoot. Gotcha. So she's fucked. Oof. She's really fucked. Um, yeah. This is, we're getting here the last couple episodes. Um, so we haven't talked a lot about the intro. This intro to the show bops. Like this intro is one of <laughs> probably the best anime intro ever created. Um, I love it. I love it to death. I watch it. It's one of the few intros I will watch every single time. Um, it's also a very like pump up. Like it's a real, like it gets you jammed. Or it gets you fucking, it's pretty hype. fucking amped. It is super fucking hype. It gets you, it's designed to get you, it's designed to get you hype. 
Well, these couple, these next couple episodes that, that start on a real down note, um, they just don't do an intro. And I think that's mm. that is interesting. Yeah. So we're gonna get into some of these backstories. Um, Asuka's probably the worst backstory, like the most traumatic. Um, so Asuka's, we also learned that Asuka's father, uh, father and mother both were involved in the creation of the Avas. So Asuka's mother was another doctor. So again, dark science. Asuka's mother was the lead researcher in the Germany branch building Ava Unit 2. It's a connection. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm. Not good. Yeah. We're getting there. <laughs> I'm um, noticing issues. Yeah. So we've, we've got, she's got some real yikesorific daddy issues, is what I've got here. There's a flashback with, with Asuka uh, laying on the top of a building with Kaji before they left for Japan. And she's like, She's kind of being all like kiddish, like, ooh, we should just you should just kiss me, Mr. Kaji. He's like, No, you're a kid. Mm. Please stop. Mm. And then like she gets it gets real gross where she's like on top of him and she's like, Notice me, I'm a woman, notice me. Notice me, and, senpai. Yeah, uh, it's, it's mm. that, but again, it's it's exactly that trope, but it's like, oh no, like she's got some real daddy issues. This but is, but like how icky that trope actually yeah. is. Yeah, and yeah. but it's like this yeah. is a problem. Like, this is a like she's got a lot going on here. Um so yeah. Asuka's mom, like I said, was the lead researcher on Ava Unit 2. Um, Asuka's mom went crazy, more or less, for lack of a better word, and uh, killed herself. Um, well, then. In the hmm, time good. between, in the time in her, during her psychosis, she was bedridden, and Asuka was a young child. Um, Asuka's father just kind of, like, left and hung out and, and started hanging out with her, his mother's nurse, or her mother's nurse, so that's cool. Um, and her mother... Uh, lost all like real like the grip on reality and uh thought that was a very suicidal but b thought that asuka was this doll and was like would talk to this doll like it was asuka but wouldn't pay any attention to asuka so you get these like really sad scenes of like notice me mommy notice me mommy it's like oh god this is this is bad <laughs> and uh and then she eventually hangs her asuka the one oh god yeah excellent so, yeah so Asuka's, uh, she's got some shit. Um, having, a, having a good time. Yep. Um, so meanwhile, we hear that people are mass-producing the Avas. Um, there are as much as 13 right now across the world. Um, Nerve has, has basically been, ejected Been busy. It, has been busy. Is that, this, is, this is current day. This is current like, day. In, the, in those 33 days. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is, I mean, we're, we're done. Like, Shinji's back. Like, Shinji's been fighting Ava. They're fighting angels. Like, we're all, okay. we're, we're good. We're good to go. Um, we're we're just in present day now, and uh, yeah. So the so Zile's part of Zila's plan plan was to mass produce uh, across the world. Nerve nerves implant or imprint has basically you know been global. Um, gotcha. Let's see. Uh, we got a lot about Asuka's trauma. This was a this was a lot in this episode. So we get to the fifteenth. Um, the fifteenth angel. If you go in your folder, is this big? Actually, like the most angelic looking yeah thing. very it's, angel like yeah, yeah. it kind of yeah. looks like it kind of looks like a bunch of deer antlers but like or you could call it angel wings either way yeah it's a very it's very much like this is where these designs start to get really um not very heady. very heady very cerebral very uh very interesting very experimental um they're no longer giant kaiju but just like ideas and not things um yes also this thing just sits in space like it's not doing anything it's just there 
Um, so they load up, they they take out the, the Avas. Now, Ava Unit 1, because it looks like a fucking terror, um, it still looks like a mummy nightmare, it's been grounded. So Shinji's not taking Ava 1. It's going to be Asuka and Rei. Um, Asuka's, Asuka's not had a good last couple of bouts. Her, her last fight with the Angel, because she lost, that really fucked her up. Um, she needs to be the best, and basically in her mind, Shinji beat her. So that's the one where the the, like the head got ripped. The head off. got ripped off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. She she hasn't been she hasn't been in a good place. Um, and this is the beginning of her downward spiral. She never really recovers from it. Um, because her again her all of her all her trauma is all about like needing to be seen, not wanting to be ignored. When she is not the best, she is not in a good place. And the way that Ava's work is, you have to be completely of sound mind. You have to be synced neurologically with the, the giant robot. And when you are not in sync, when you are dealing when you're dealing with trauma, you cannot pilot a robot, a giant Ava, which in Asuka's case, it's a slippery slope, right? The more that she loses faith in herself, the more that she can't pilot the Ava, the more that she Got, Got it. And the reason so I say that is feed feedback loop. Yeah, negative exactly. feedback loop. Negative. And the reason I bring all that up is because this angel doesn't attack with like missiles or lasers, it attacks psychologically. Oh no, that's not ideal for this <laughs> particular situation. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost as if the plot demands this kind of conflict. So they they launch Ava Unit Two, and as soon as she arrives on the ground level, we hear the Hallelujah chorus, like mm. a beam of light shines through, and it's like Hallelujah, like it's literally it's very on the nose, and all of a sudden Oscar's oh, like, no, my brain, and you're getting, <laughs> <laughs> and like. You're getting and, and it just keeps playing these scenes like from her tra- from her backstory from her mom killing herself like over and over and over again and it basically just destroys. Yikes! Uh, it's, it's it's very sad. Um, we see her mom say, "Asuka, please die with me." <laughs> like oh, like fuck. <laughs> Yike! Oh man. Um, her I I say here her identity crisis is being represented by clips of her past dialogue, like things that she said but being spoken by other characters. Oh, so like again, like mm. really interesting, really fucked up, but really interesting ways to verb to illustrate, um, depression and anxiety and trauma. Yeah. So, whew, Oh boy, I'm tired. Um, so we get, we get Ray comes to save the day. Ray is told to grab the spear of Longinus. <laughs> Which that's, well, that's okay. not really so, how that's so, pronounced. You want to so, say that again? Two two things. One, pretty sure that's not how it's pronounced. Um, also, Kyle, does your Catholic upbringing tell you what this is? Because I know what this is. Um, I I can guess. I haven't heard it referred to. Do it, Todd. It's it's such. got a couple names. So it this is a direct callback to the spear of legend that pierced Jesus's side when he was up on the cross. So. Um, and it's definitely not pronounced Longinus. I know <laughs> How that do you one. Say it? How do you say it? That's what they I say. I would say in the like show. I'd probably say like Longinus. Yeah. That's how they say it in the show is Longinus. Okay, well, they also pronounce other things wrong. So <laughs> nerve. <laughs> nerve. Um, so they they we find out that the spear of Longinus is lodged into Adam. Um, Adam is crucified up on this cross. Hey, get it? Get that See that? Pow, Boom, pow, look pow, at pow. that. Yep. They, um, they didn't call Adam Jesus, but you know. It, it's literally just like Adam being the first one. Yeah, we see this we see this very human-looking figure crucified on this cross with its torso removed. And actually, it's not Adam. We think it's Adam, but it's not Adam. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert, it's Lilith. Um 
but we think it's Adam at the time. And mm-hmm. once she removes, once Ray in her robot suit removes the spear, the, the, the legs immediately start to materialize. So it turns into a, like a big old human. That's probably bad. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, she then, Ray then comes back to the ground level and chucks the spear into orbit and explodes the angel. And we have a picture, our last picture here in the Evangelion uh, bit is her chucking this gigantic spear into space. Which is pretty great. Cool. Good. All right. Um, we're getting here. This is the beginning of the end. Um, everything is disaster. No one lives in Tokyo 3 anymore. It's just, it's just a, I mean, this thing has been exploded 18 times. Like, there's no city left. It's just a crater. Yeah. It's just a yeah. crater and the nerve HQ. Um, Misato is not doing well after Kaji's death. She basically either, we don't really know who killed Kaji. It's either she killed him directly, like she shot him, or she at least ordered his murder. So she's not doing very well. Um, the Zila Council is straight up like just antagonizing Gendo. It is Gendo versus Zila. And uh, we get our, our, our 16th and final angel. This is the last known angel. It's just a big whip. Yeah. It's just a big whip of light. All right. <laughs> Like what the fuck is, it a is whip even or this? A, or a snake it's, or it, nothing? It's basically well, like it, it appears as a circle. Like it looks like a halo. Like it literally looks like a halo. okay, a halo of light. And then it like it just takes the form of a whip or a snake. Like it's just a big string basically. Um, mm. And what it does is it, it when you touch it, like upon punch, contract, it will try to assimilate, similar to um, similar to the the virus, like the computer virus one. It just tries to assimilate with the with the host. So um, Asuka's basically broken. Um, she's like just like sh- her her brain is so broken from the last fight. Like she's nothing. She's a husk. Um, Gendo says launch unit two. She'll be useful as a distraction. Oh, oh Gendo. no! Go to nice. hell and die. Um, they also send Ray and unit two at uh, unit zero at this point. Ray is the only the only pilot left. Shinji's unit one is is defunct. It's a terrifying monster. Asuka's unit two is Asuka's brain is broken. Like Ray's the only one we got left. Ray tries to like wrestle with the big angel whip and it starts assimilating with Ray. And we get some really weird imagery. Um, we get Ray's mind trip. So similar to Shinji's experience inside the shadow monster. Um, Ray's the angel appears in Ray's head, uh, but appears as a copy of herself and says, like, don't you want to become one? And Ray's voice is very much like this. So of course, like the other, like the copy angel Ray is like, come play with us forever. You know, oh, kind of oh good. Um, Ray, like it's very clear. Like this is a, we get a little bit in Ray's like backstory. Like Ray doesn't know who she is. Ray doesn't. Ray just follows order. She's just a. Um, she doesn't know what her past is, and that's that's clear. Um, Gendo, you know, as we remember, like Gendo all, only wants to save Ray, so he launches Unit One, even though Unit One is a terrifying man. Uh, with Shinji still inside <laughs> to, oh, to, uh, to save Ray. Um, Shinji tries to stab the angel, but once he stabs the angel, Ray's like appearance comes out of it. There's some really interesting visual like imagery that, that accompanies this episode. So like because of Shinji's connection with Ray, he can't do it. It's a whole thing. Um, the <laughs> angel basically like absorbed itself into Unit Zero, and then Ray, as a as a last resort, self destructed her. So this is the second time self. Ray has self-destructed her angel. Yeah. Her, her Ava. Yeah. Right. I will remind you it's the second time. Um, and, and also I mentioned, so now the 16th angel is gone. All the angels are gone. The Dead Sea Scrolls are 
Um, Thela's plan, whatever it is, has come into fruition. It is now time for human power. But there is one thing left. There is one thing to wipe, one uh, loose end to tie, and that is Commander Gendor. Mm. Mm. Um, also, Ray's alive. It's fine. I mean, she just blew up two other things. It's fine. Ray, Ray, Ray wakes up in a hospital, but she doesn't remember anything happened. Um, yeah, because she's Shinji's... just a sentience that gets uploaded into new bodies. I figured that shit out. That's all she is. <laughs> she is oh. Ray is only a concept, and they just put her in shells. Good job, Matt. Thanks. Um, Shinji Shinji sees Ray, and he's like, "Oh, you're alive! <laughs> I thought you were dead." And she says, "Of course I am. I am the third one." Oh, yeah. Whoops. Look at yep. that. Look at that. There's Matt. What do you think Ray is? Like what? Like and what? It, like what is she though? What do you I'm think guessing clones, android, clones like of something. Thing like DBZ androids. Todd's or got clones it. Is, Todd's yeah. got it. Who's she a clone of? Todd. Oh, the, the yeah, yeah. Ding ding, yeah. ding ding, yeah. motherfuckers. Because that's not weird. In a weird situation, even more weird. Gendo, Gendo gone made made himself a new child bride, y'all. Because oh. if he it's wasn't icky. as <laughs> if he wasn't if he wasn't enough of a fucked up piece of shit. He is doing some hinky, hinky child bread. Stuff. In case you weren't convinced, yep, we're gonna um, we're gonna drive that point home. So at good. this point, like this is where everything we reveal, answer all the questions are answered. I'm just gonna give you the information. I'm not gonna show you, walk you through all the reveals because it's it's getting late and it doesn't matter. Basically, that's that's it. So what do you what do you guys think the able at this point? You have all the information. What would you? They're consider? they're made out of atom, or they're like yep. like atom atom material with. With human DNA. Exactly. They're yeah. human the, DNA. The parents. So the reason yeah. why the kids, those kids have to pilot those Avas is because they are, they are piloting robots filled with, consumed by the souls of their dead parents. Yeah. Oh, Got yeah. it. So Ava Unit okay. 2 is Asuka. <laughs> Ava Unit 2 is Asuka's mom. Ava Unit 1 is Shinji's mom. Ava Unit 0 is Rei. Hmm. Is, is, oh, wait. Huh? Ray was, okay. Ray was also created. Ray was created like the Avas, Ray was created from and Ray's oh, personality okay. Ray's personality was injected into Ray into Unit Zero. The problem is the reason why Unit Zero kept um kept fighting it, fighting like fighting against Ray is because every time they put a new Ray copy in there, it would read it as a new person. Oh interesting. And it hmm. wouldn't be able to synchronize. So they kept putting copies of Ray. We we eventually at the end of this episode they they Shinji and Misato are taken um, by Ritsuko down to a, another secret lab, and you see a tank full of naked Ray blank tapes, basically, and Gross. they're all and they're all smiling with dead eyes, and it's the worst. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> yeah, it's gross, and they're like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And it's uh, it's they're making copies of Ray. Ray is a clone of Yui Kari, and was the first the, the first clone of. They're trying to make. Mm. Yeah, that's horrifying. Dark science, dark science. Also, uh, there is an Ava Evangelion graveyard. Um, prototype Zero was not the first prototype. There were a lot of failed prototypes, and they also uh, they take they take uh, Ritsuko takes Misato and Shinji down to the dungeon, which is all the failed Evangelion prototypes. Um, oh, and and that's when Ritsuko reveals that Shinji was there when his mom died. His mom was one of was a failed prototype. Oh God! All of that's like a really. I mean, I I yeah. could have guessed some of these things. I could not have guessed others of these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's one question left, and that question is, why is Unit One so? Dark? 
because we have never seen Unit 0 throw organic arms. We've never seen Unit 2 go into Berserk mode. Unit 1 has consistently been the thing that Gendo is trying to save among anything. Mm. And the reason for that is... So what we learn is, and this is, this is where the show really... I'll warn you guys, this is where the show gets off the rails. Um, by episode 24, we are now... We've got all the answers. We've got all the questions answered. We are... Um, we've had, we actually... Well, I should say, we have one more angel. Um, basically, Zila, Zila uh, hires... The, the 18th angel to stop Gendo. It does not work. The 18th angel appears as a as a boy. Um, the 18th angel appears as a boy named Kauru. Um, and I don't say that right, but he is, he makes him, he quickly injects himself into Shinji's life, tries to be Shinji's friend, and then betrays him, the last angel. Shinji must, um, so Kauru takes like hijacks Ava Unit Two to go and meet with Lilith. This is the first time we hear of Lilith and the Lilin. Um, Lilith is the progenitor god of man. Adam is the progenitor god of Adam. All angels are trying Wait, to. Wait, you said Adam is the progenitor god of Adam. Of angels. Of right? angels. Okay. Yeah. There okay. you go. Okay. So Adam and Lilith are two sides of the same coin, just like humans and angels are two sides. Of the same coin. Um. The, the, religious, the religious side of this is angels and humans cannot coexist. They were both created by God, but they cannot coexist. Um, in this world, uh, angels were, or Adam, was, Adam was the first creation in this particular world. Um, the second creation was Lilith. Lilith crash-landed from a, in a moon from another, like another world, and there was not supposed to be. Adam and Lilith were not supposed to live on the same planet, but it happened, and from Lilith bore human um from adam came angels but the angels came later and humans had already developed civilizations and basically conquered that planet so angels are trying to get rid of humans to basically claim their it's very Uh-oh. okay okay so here's the deal the last two episodes of evangelion are very controversial i'm not going to talk about them that's basically the end of the show the end of the show is zila and gendo are all trying gendo is trying to achieve what he calls human instrumentality. That is the that is the last basically thing that we've heard. Um, we find out that Evangelion Unit One is a actually a copy of Lilith, not of Adam. That's why it's different. It is a it is a clone mm. of Lilith. It doesn't matter. It's why it, that's why it's all scary and organic. Gendo is trying to achieve human instrumentality. Human instrumentality is we finally it's finally revealed at the end of episode twenty four is basically starting over. It's pressing the reset button. It is it is combining all of the hearts and souls and minds of everybody and creating one going like basically reverting everything back to the primordial it's it's not very defined what human instrumentality is and the last two episodes of evangelion are very experimental very weird and very controversial so controversial that i'm not going to talk about them it is worth just looking watching yourself they um when they were creating the show they had gynax at all but lost budget like they were out of money um, so by episode 25, it was basically like, I believe like two people just animating it themselves. And they just use episode 25 wow. is just still a lot of still images. And they do weird things oh. like doing like pencil sketches. Like they were trying to save basically. They didn't, gotcha. they didn't, they didn't animate anything. It's basically all like sound. And it's very weird. It's very introspective. It is, it is intended to be Shinji's, the, the, the everybody like human instrumentality happened. Like basically like, 
the 18th angel coming in contact with Lilith starts human instrumentality. I don't know why that's just what it is. So the last two episodes <laughs> are everybody experiencing like everybody, everybody's brains melding together. I think it's really interesting. I don't love it. I like it. I don't love it. Um, I think it's an interesting end to the show, but it is very controversial. So controversial, in fact, that um, people vandalize Gynax's offices. Like there is oh. like oh. people's like very much like with with like Mass Effect Three, the ending of Mass Effect Three. Like people sent death. Like this shit happened in 1995. It was so bad that oh, wow. Gynax Gynax actually said like uh, Anno um, a year later said okay. We're gonna redo it. He he originally like was very much like, nope, this is the way I wanted to end the show. This it, this is all you get. And then he actually went back and said, you know what? We're gonna redo it. They they made a two minute, a two hour movie called the Evan, the end of Evangelion. Um, it is it is uh, they redid like they redid the entire twenty first twenty four episodes. They call that Evangelion death. And then they remade the last two episodes, not in the weird like. Echoey, echo chamber, abstracty, human instrumentality, but showing what actually happened. And there's this whole side plot with like Ray um, assimilating with Lilith and becoming a giant kaiju monster. It's a whole thing. I haven't watched it all yet. I've only seen clips. Um, so that is the like quote canonical ending. I personally, I still think the the first ending has a lot of had a lot of had a, has a lot of potency, but you know it is what it is. Um, there's since that time they have actually created a, a series of evangelion like relaunches so there are right now two movies that basically re completely redo rewrite reanimate the first third and second third of evangelion the third one that is yet to be created it's due to come out in 2020 so while they have not made a second season of evangelion they are still making that is oh how, boy that is how big a deal this show is um, and how influential it is so do you know like what the reaction to the movie is compared to this uh, actual ending yeah. what these remakes what the reaction to the remakes are like good not great um because kay. the thing about Ev- end of evangelion it's it's while it answers a lot of questions it's actually even weirder and more abstract and like, oh, like the geez. whole like and Evan- end of evangelion is actually what what brought in the whole like lilith thing and like there's the black moon that collided with the white moon, and there's like a whole stuff. You, there's a wiki about it. You can go read it later. I'm very tired of talking. I've talked a lot tonight. Um, but yeah, guys, that's Neon Genesis Evangelion. It's a good show. It's a good show. It's a ride. I that I, was bonkers. <laughs> yeah, it was bananas. <laughs> I did not think I would enjoy watching it the second time as much as I did. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I laughed. I cried. Um, the the new dub is excellent. I think it's really good. The voice actress for Misato especially is really good. Um, I even if you sat and listened to this whole fucking shit, um, go watch it because it'll actually make it might actually make sense. I th- it's very. I think good. I'm gonna find find time to to watch this because it sounds really good. Yeah, really interesting, really weird, and fun. Yeah, I don't typically like anime all that much, but this sounds like a a psychological enough storyline to get me invested yeah i'm i'm with matt on that one i'm i'm not a i'm not a beyond like dbz and and pokemon and digimon which i like watched growing up not super into anime but this this might pull me in it sounds pretty pretty gripping and weird and dark and cool I look forward to watching youtube clips and then hearing <laughs> a more thorough rundown from matt and kyle <laughs> fair yeah 
that that was the that was the desired outcome was to get at least one of you. Yeah, I'll Good. I'll at least I'll taste it. I'll stick a toe in the water. <laughs> That's all I ask, man. That's all I ask. All right, guys. Well, thank you, listeners, for sticking with us. Um, I know this was a long one, but we we really do enjoy doing these crazy lore dives. It's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun for us. Um, any closing thoughts? I made my way through this whole this whole thing without having to say the full name more than twice. So what what is is there a is there a lesson? <laughs> what was it all for? Something I was supposed to take away from this or does it just like is it just sad and and Well, I mean it's it's definitely like hard jabs a, against religion. Yeah. Don't be a dick to your kids, man. <laughs> Be a good dad. All right. Wait. Um, so let's let's just get a let's just get a get a good yeah. quote in there that let's just save everyone a whole lot of time. You don't need to watch any of this. Just don't be a dick to your kids. Yeah. I'm I'm going right. to leave on that. Toxic masculinity was the villain after all. <laughs> <laughs> so like, okay. So like Gendo, what was Gendo's like? He wanted to play cool. God. He wanted to play God. He wanted to re- okay. he wanted to restart the world. He wanted to save the world by destroying it. You know, the usual megalomaniacal things. Um, you could, so the, the ending, and the way that Evangelion ends, it actually ends on a high note. It's basically Shinji working through all of his repressed memories and his trauma. And, and I, what I actually like about it is it's a very human approach to um, tackling depression. It's Shinji, okay. it's Shinji coming to terms with himself and saying, I hate myself, and I hate myself, I hate myself. I just, why does, everybody must hate me too. And the revelation that he makes is, no, just because you hate yourself doesn't mean everyone else hates you. That's, that's, the, that's the person you project onto others. People, will, people love you. There are people out there that love you. You need to love yourself, and you will be loved back. And he said, gotcha. maybe I can, I can love myself. I can, maybe there are things about myself that I can change. I can hope to love myself. And by, by that, by changing myself, others, or, or rather okay. by realizing that others love, I can hope. And then, okay, I like that. Um, just, and this is a gap-filling question. Um, so the first angel we see in the show is angel number three. Yes. Adam is angel number one. Two. One. Two. And Lilith Wait. is number two. Oh, okay. 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 Lilith's, Lilith's not an angel, but... It, yeah. Okay. It doesn't work. Art is a lie. Art is Nothing is <laughs> Cool. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it. Thank you. Thank you all so much for sticking around, for listening, and, and thanks just for, for sticking around in general. Um, we we want to keep doing this a lot more. Um, I should just say this. If you have other ideas of things you want us to blather on for three hours about, hit us up. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at Debate This Cast. Um, yeah, we all, we all like a lot of different things besides comics and video games yes. and um, like working them into the podcast. I know for a fact, like doing the magic one was really fun. Andrew clearly had a really good time doing this one. Next month, we're doing a three hour dive into CrossFit. So, no. <laughs> so, we under, so we understand if you stop yeah. listening to us. Do we want to reveal what the next one's going to be, Matt? Hint? Can we hint at it without a? Yeah, can, we can hint. Yeah, it. I'll, yeah whatever. Matt away wants the whole to do. show. I I want I my I want my hint to be that 
uh, the Spooktacular Express makes its triumphant <laughs> return this October, and the next flavor text drops mid Spooktacular Express. Yeah, that's good. So it's gonna be it's gonna be extra ooky, extra spooky. And it is it's a video game. I'll give that one too. That's what <laughs> it's not. It's not Spooky CrossFit. No, right. no CrossFit. Well, that's that's gonna do it for us here at Debate This and here at Flavor Text. Uh, Follow along with the arguments uh, at Debate This Cast on social. I do not have my notes in front of me, so I think that's everything. Um, we love you. Thank you for, for hanging out <laughs> if you made it this far. Can, can we leave now? I'm leaving. 